0: hello hello and welcome to another uh, restaurant quality edition of wank my name is tom i shall be your host for the next two ish hours thereabouts and i will also be joined by patrick hello patrick hello and by uh the embodiment of a sour patch kid uh jack griffin get a new joke it's uh What what do you mean? That is a new joke. They're new every time. That's the whole thing. No, you called me a Sour Patch Kid before. I've called you a Cabbage Patch Kid. Sour (laughs) Patch Kids are the little sweets with the big. Slight different. Slight (laughs) different. Very different. You can't eat a Cabbage Patch Kid. You would. It would. Why? Because it would. I mean, you can eat anything, but you wouldn't want to.
1: Exactly. There's guy. Do you remember that? Do you remember that? I call it a trend it definitely isn't a trend because you shouldn't do it don't do this at home kids but do you remember there was that trend going around where people are eating um the washing up pods Tide Pods the washi- yeah, um, yeah you can eat anything
0: <laughs> no, no why are you saying don't do that eat Tide Pods kids no it will, it will, it will thin the herd it will...
1: <laughs> it's natural selection <laughs> natural selection at work get rid of the idiots
0: right Or I think to be honest I think Tide Pod eaters make up like 60% of our audience so we shouldn't tell people <laughs> not to eat Tide <laughs>
1: And monster energy drink
0: drinkers, Kyle's. How Kyle. many of you named Kyle? Get back to us with that.
1: If you if your name's Kyle, you could win an um, an go team. Yes, you so approach. I'll start yeah. the show by
0: saying, if you live in Pennsylvania, well, it was New Jersey originally. New Jersey, Pennsylvania. It's a very it's a very complicated uh, competition that I'm, I'm not going to explain every time. But if you live in New Jersey, uh, the state. There's, there's, I don't think there's a city called New Jersey City it's because I was going on to New York the state or Pennsylvania or wait didn't we add another yeah Should we it, like, we, ad- one? we Ch- added Alaska um, Chicago I think yeah Chicago yeah, I don't yeah. think it was Alaska Chicago, or, Patrick, Chica- or Chicago the city because Chicago's not a state oh, that was it because of it CM
1: Punk we got very excited didn't we so yes, we said that's yes. Chicago
0: so those aff- three aforementioned states or Chicago the city or um, not the musical or if your name is Kyle from anywhere, uh, hit us up and you will be the first winner of uh, an anti- our first prize, uh, Antonio Gogo's First Pro Wrestling t-shirts. You can get us on Instagram and Twitter at W-A-N-K Podcast or uh, at email at W-A-N-K wrestling at gmail.com. So. I like the idea that we just add
1: another kind of stipulation to the competition each each week. Yep, tri-state area,
0: Chicago or Kyle's—that is the—that uh, is the the the, the uh, what, what word am I looking for? <laughs> don't know. <laughs> the requirements—I don't know. Entry requirements—I don't know. Anyway, eligibility—that's it. Anyway, talk about wrestling. I can talk about that without tripping over my words. If, let's do it. Sort of. Right, so it's Fight for the Fallen, and first up was uh, the 10-man tag uh, between the Dark Order and the Elite. I'm not going to do a play-by-play this time, or at least I'm not going to do it first. I might touch on a few key moments from the match. But this time, Jack seems most eager, based on uh, what he's doing with his hand, um, masturbating, obviously. Uh, so <laughs> why do not you come Both and tell
1: me? If... Accuse me of
0: masturbation well, this evening? <laughs> well, okay, I wasn't here for that. But whatever you two do when I before I when I'm late, that's <laughs> fine. Um, yeah, no. I'd, uh, I, another thing, when I do my play-by-plays, a lot of the times I step on points you guys were going to make. So well, we'll come to you first, Jack. What did uh, what did you f- think about this one? Right, let's break it down because I've
1: I've actually got it on the background right now and the first thing I want to talk about is entrances. How fucking big match feel did this, you know... Did the entrances make this?
0: The Dark Order entrance, no word of a lie, the entrance alone is my uh, top, at the moment, contender for holy shit moment of the year. Considering a couple of the signings, including above the... uh, above the appearance of malachi black to be honest um given a couple of the other potential debuts that are in the in the in the pipeline uh that's is probably not going to stay on top of my uh holy Shit moment of the year but as of right now the dark orders entrance at fight for the fallen um with pro- possibly with nick gage's uh, appearance the previous week second is my uh holy shit moment of the year it was amazing goosebumps well you hear the you heard the crowd chanting cowboy shit throughout the beginning of the promo that was like oh, it know. was just
1: it was it was big and you know and then the
0: lights and then know and, well, was in Dark Order gear and you did the hand signal
1: did you notice the one thing with the lights though and I think it was putting our wrestling group chats on WhatsApp so I know obviously Tom when you get a phone um, you'll you'll be able to see this so I feel, I feel I feel like I'm imparting knowledge to you via this but um Someone pointed, get. someone pointed out anyway um with the lights there was one extra light shining with no one stood under it obviously you know in honor of Brody lee um so you know respect and, and all that this i, I like that that was a really nice touch um, could it not
0: be in honor of anna J though
1: that's another good shout i mean i took it as Brody, but you know
0: it can be both why not both
1: why not both? It, let's 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 use this as signified, you know, the one that couldn't like, be there.
0: I feel like I feel like we've been robbed of interactions between Anna J and Hangman Page because of her injury. But you know, they they could have they could have had her coming out with with the group and stuff, couldn't they? And uh, but, but yeah, she yeah. It's good to. I think it's good to keep her first time back as a as a pop that's centred, centred around her and her women's. Yeah, it'd be thing. good if it was
1: like a Take Conti thing. Do you know what I mean? Like if yeah. maybe Take Conti's getting beaten down, then she comes running back out
0: to like save, you know, her mate. But we are getting off track and I want to hear from Patrick. So Jack, quickly. Oh, can uh, I just
1: quickly, fin- yeah, I'll, I'll finish with Yeah, I wasn't entr-
0: going to go on to Patrick. Sorry. I was going uh, to ask you to uh, give me your
1: thoughts on the match. Well, I've I'm not, I'm not finished the entrance, but yeah, I'll, I'll just touch entrances and then Patrick can have match. Um, All right. Because I want to want to touch on the elite entrance as well. You know, sort, sort of, you know, hinted with a like, little bit of promo that they showed the new Space Jam movie in the corner. Yeah, but, they, but do,
0: they do promo right, I think. I know,
1: it was AEW. good. I loved it. I thought, that because it was exactly what I was, I got the vibe before they even came out, that it was that sort of thing, like at Space Jam when they, you know, the teens came out and they announced them one by one. And obviously then they have the shirts, the shirts look cool. Um and yeah, I, I like Especially that. Especially
0: with who they're facing as well, because it's all the Toons versus the the monsters, isn't it? And they're Dark Order, so exactly. You know, it's uh, even even though the monsters are the good guys in this one, it was quite. It's, yeah. it's a, it was cool and it was creative, and I like the
1: way they do that. Um, but that, I'll I'll leave the entrances, talk too much. So let's go. I'll pass over Patrick, who can talk about the match.
0: Jack, uh, sorry, Patrick. Jack got too excited about the entrances and has uh, forfeited his opportunity to talk about the match. So we shall pass over to you.
2: I just hope his pants are uh, not too wet now. But it was, <laughs> the entrance was already very nice. I also like that it was very, or also very goofy to be in that uh, tune context. But uh, yeah, they, they also they actually chose the right person for for this. Uh, For this cross promo thing, because Nick Jackson is always like every week on BTE doing these trick shots. It was perfect. He missed
0: missed one in this match, though, didn't he? Yeah, in this match, he missed one. The crowd didn't let him forget it.
2: Yeah. (laughs) You still uh, missed. You still missed. (laughs) but within the match they're it do- they did it again it brought out a basketball and uh, i think i don't know if it was Nick or Matt. some someone made the basket with their with their arms and the other one threw in so that was uh oh. hilarious a lot of hilarious moments within the match
0: yeah the moment i was talking about itself was the indy taker that they did on uh yeah was it Stu grayson or john silver it was someone bold anyway um <laughs> and uh uh, yeah, and it w- it would have been awesome what uh, what they were trying to do. So uh, I think it was Matt Jackson obviously set him up, uh, set. I'm going to say it's Grayson, even though I'm wrong. Up for the uh, indie taker, and um, Kenny was holding the ball out over the ring ropes, and then uh, Nick Jackson did the indie take to The outside grabbed the ball and just missed at the. It you know the plan was to dunk the ball and then follow through through into the indie taker, but he. Uh, but the he missed the dunk and the
2: crowd uh, were a bit merciless yeah. about it. <laughs> but, so that was yeah. yeah, that was also a nice detail. Um, what I liked also, like I I hate it, but I need to jump to the end already. This was the one which which killed me and thrilled me the most. I think that's the most talked about thing. Although um, the double count out, I I I'm not not a big friend of that. I think wasn't it like the first double count out ever in AEW history maybe. I was thinking about. I was fine with
0: it because they've got to find some way to... Here's the thing. I think this ma- I think this match was the match of the night. Sorry to give that away already. I thought it was uh, really, really good. Um, 4.5 for me. But um, uh, the thing is, I think they did a really good job of protecting everybody, making everyone look um, strong, except maybe with the exception of Carl Anderson. Um, but everybody else... Uh, you know they they obviously it was Grayson and Dark Gallows who were counted out. So a count out, you know, protects them. There was um, Alex Reynolds I think was taken up by his trunks were being held, so you know a cheap finish and then obviously Hangman with the uh, the the belts and you know the getting hit with the belt. Um, so yeah, it's uh, I can't I can't remember how Johnny Hungy went out, but the fact that he made it to the last two with Hangman that you know that that alone made him look really kind of you know strong essentially so um he's a big strong boy isn't he <laughs> johnny Hungy. but yeah, yeah uh, uh, li- like so i don't mind the double count out because it was because they had to find I also all these, don't mind all these they have to find all these ways to protect everybody and make everyone look look strong so
2: yeah, I also don't don't bind it. I was like, uh, also like like a little confused. Was it because of Stu Grayson <clears throat> missing the uh, the corkscrew moonsault he did uh, uh, on uh, on out to out to the ring? I was like, oh maybe they did that on purpose because they wanted to protect him a bit because he landed straight on the concrete. <laughs> I'm <laughs> not sure. He, I'm not sure
0: he would have gone straight up for a jump off. You know, because they went up into the crowd, him and Doc Gallows. Yeah, but he, the uh... jump
2: wasn't wasn't that that special. He just jumped jumped on him pretty. Pretty yeah, but normal. You saw, you saw
0: Matt Hardy when he banged his head. I mean he couldn't have Yeah,
2: he didn't have bang his head, but he landed like really, really hard on on, I... on the concrete with his body. So um I think
0: yeah, I think it
2: was planned. Yeah. yeah, maybe it was planned, but I was just a little but just a little nitpicking. though, no, the match was was really great. Um I like the storytelling about it. Um yeah, like in the end, uh you're sitting there and you're like, Yeah, okay. You see that he wasn't good enough and they were not good enough as a team because they now started really as a team the first time. Like it was the r- real first entrance together and everything together. Um, yeah, I think that's just a nice build-up because from here it it really starts and you can just go up. Um, they didn't pull the trigger too early on Hangman, my thought, because I like that it takes a little longer. They did make a clean win. Haven't seen that in a while with them, so... That was that was very clear and and direct, so.
0: I mean, it's debatable how clean it is because obviously he got hit with the belt, didn't he? Hangman, if
2: we're talking. Yeah, he got hit thing. with the belt, but in like in general, like the whole thing I, it was, wasn't, it was wasn't quite a di- clean. It wasn't,
0: it wasn't directly dirty, but I mean, the commentary sold it as dirty because Jim Ross came back to it late in the night and said he was kind of still fuming over how how Hangman lost the lost the yeah, thing obviously obviously the title shot the end, weakens him and then.
2: Yeah, but in the it end, him. it was like the whole win was there were were not a lot of interruptions with spray or anything like it it was a very it was a quite a clean win like also to see on the whole on all the pins throughout the match and the eliminations that was quite clear and Kenny hit him like with three uh, v triggers i think two or three v triggers and everything so yeah it it was it was nicely told because they used a lot of uh, 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 um uh, how do you say trademark moves no yeah. special moves also not. no trademark moves yeah just to bring him down and the in the end they might just needed the title to bring him finally down and um, show that he's that they are as a team not good enough yet but you, you can see there's a chance there's a slight slight bit of chance they have they just need to improve a little more so that's what i really liked about the match what it told in the end
0: i'm just going to correct myself it was silver not uh no, it was the other baldy. It was Silver, not uh, Grayson, that took the Indy taker on the outside, which was actually what led to his elimination. So, if I if I give us a little rundown of um, of who eliminated whom, uh, it was Uno and Grayson. Who, well, first it was Carl Anderson, I believe, um, who uh, grabbed the sh- grabbed the shorts of Reynolds for a kind of cheap roll up. Um, it was Uno and Grayson who eliminated. Uh, uh, Sorry, eliminated Carl Anderson with the uh, fatality. Do they call it? It was kind of like the Tower of Doom. Um, then it was, as you say, Gre- uh, Grayson and Grayson and uh, Gallows got counted out by fighting into the crowd. Uh, John Silver was eliminated by. Uh, a, by the indie taker that I mentioned who have I missed? from the? Have I missed anyone from Dark Order? Oh, Evil Uno Evil Uno was um, bear with me, Kenny Omega eliminated Evil Uno with a V-Trigger and then a One-Winged Angel um, and then obviously Kenny Omega uh, eliminated uh, Hangman Page with pretty much the same thing except with added title shots, as you say it took a title shot to bring him down at one point, they were 3v1 um hangman versus the you know the core elite and uh kenny spat in his face which was you know not covid friendly but it's uh it's a tried and tested way to get heat and uh oh there was a there was a super kick party uh on hangman page which was um haven't seen one of those in a while but yeah um can we all agree at least that Stu Grayson was the MVP of this match? Or, you know, to a lesser extent, Evil Luno as well, because they did some nice stuff like an assisted powerbomb. But Stu Grayson was the one hitting like uh, a 450 off the top and then the corkscrew to the outside. And then, you know, the, it was just really good stuff.
1: A lot of high-risk
0: moves from him, wasn't it? Well, just high high energy. Just a really, really, really high work rate. Um,
1: I, was, I was surprised, though, that... Um... Cause obviously, last week we were discussing that we thought, you know, who who do they, they mean by the tag team who'd get the shot? And I think we're all in, you know, saying Stu Grace and Evil Uno. But that being said, when you're looking at the matchups, like looking at watching it now, Stu Grace and Evil Uno, the, the, who they were, you know, attacking the most, was the Good Brothers. So it'd be interesting to see if they have a feud further down the line, especially with the count out, you know, of Gallows and um, Grayson. And I was surprised, you know, maybe because how over silver is that they match, you know, silver and Reynolds more up with Matt and Nick Jackson for a potential feud there. So in that sense, if they were of two of one, based on the, what we saw in the match, would it have been maybe silver and Reynolds because of, you know, the way it was going in the match between them and the Bucks? It's just an interesting. There was kind some of stuff call.
0: on the on the Good Brothers from uh, uh, Silver and Reynolds, though, like that um, they did a what was it a stunner? It was it was a really nice combo, but it involved a stunner. I know there's I a know, know, lot exactly of it. Well. A, st- a stunner, yeah, a stunner, a
1: stunner, German suplex combo. I know With, there's um, a lot of comedy to be had though between Silver and Gallows because of size. I remember yeah. before when it they, they had that little match up where Silver wanted Gallows,
0: didn't he? Um, yeah, speaking of, speaking of Gallows' size, just to bring it back quickly to Stu Grayson. He got him in the reverse fireman's carry for his finisher on his back. That was insane. That was before he hit. Just before he hit the 450, um, like literally picked him up off the ground and had him across his shoulders. I don't know if you're you're looking blank, like you don't remember that bit, but
1: um, I don't. But this, you know, doesn't surprise me. Well, no, it
0: does surprise me, sorry. You all need, need to put some respect on the name, Stu Grayson. Man. Like, <laughs> no, God, honestly. The the MVP of this. No, he, I, I,
1: didn't, we, didn't we put him in our awards as, like, most improved, I thought? Or, like, one of the... He, he was in one yeah, of our awards. last award. year, but we need, we need to... No, but he's still, he, like, you know... Specific, he, he
0: blew... He, blew, he, like, he, def, he, he definitely was. I do, I do agree. I do agree. Patrick, uh, what are your thoughts on Stu Grayson, and why is it that he is amazing?
2: Because he shot some moves I wasn't uh, aware of, that he was able to to hit them. The corkscrew moonsault out of the ring was like, uh, okay. Never seen that before from him. Um, he didn't kind of like guy, a,
0: You know, you don't expect, you don't expect yeah, it from him.
2: Yeah, it's not his style. Like He's also wrestling barely on, on Dynamite, which, which I like. Um, then this is even more surprising to see them. Um, but it holds also like a little hopes for the future that they can still like, go and challenge for the tech team titles and are like in the same style or so, you know, as uh, as the Bucks or so that they can hold up with them and can have great matches and um, but also I like evil Uno also like
1: I was about he, to say evil Uno he as well. He lost so much weight, weight
2: also. Yeah you could you could see this in this match again like he's wow he is very, very well uh very fit now. Um yeah. I'm just I I was just also positively surprised by this like the whole match was just I also think like how much was the match time I think it was 25 minutes yeah almost 25 minutes on point that was just great they took so much time for it they made it the opening contest which everyone was hyped for and um, yeah it was just 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 great that they took the time told the story and left everyone behind like maybe with a bittersweet taste in the mouth but everyone knows okay the time will come again
0: so um just i think I, th- I do think it is so i think there's three tag teams that you could kind of call the kind of the 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 kings of the tag division which would be the young bucks ftr and san Ortiz for me uh, more on the latter two later because not the lucha Bros. I no, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't include the Lucha Bros. Not recently. Maybe at the beginning of AEW, but they've not. They they spent so much time apart during the pandemic era, and now obviously they're involved in the trios. We didn't even see them tonight, even though there was a story involving them. So I would no, I wouldn't. I mean, they they definitely are that good, but they just haven't really been featured for me as you know. Because when they went for the tag teams as well, when Death Triangle went for the tag team titles, it was Pac and and Ray Phoenix, wasn't it? Mm. So I wouldn't. I no, I wouldn't class the Lucha Bros in kind of that space yet but my point anyway was that i think very soon we'll start to be having the conversation of whether you know and grayson also deserve to be up there because they're just about to break through i think into that kind of upper echelon um last thing on this i just want to talk about the ramifications of the finish which is hangman losing hangman losing his title shot hangman's friends whoever they may have been losing uh, their tag team title shots um we've been talking about this for a while That this is actually what we thought should happen and we really didn't actually think this would happen we thought they were gonna we thought i mean i thought hangman Page was. i thought they i thought the dark order were going to win this i wasn't sure how they were going to win it but i thought they were going to win it because i thought um they were going to pull the trigger on this um i've sort of pleasantly surprised hoping they can get they can keep the momentum for one thing as long as they can keep the momentum for this and really kind of stress the story on dynamite and you know hangman's loss and this was this is what me and you have been talking about isn't it patrick the kind of hurdle that we wanted uh hangman to drop to to fall out that you know we we thought that aew were going to go the predictable route and actually have him win but no
2: yeah right so it's it's just like what we said last week it, they're not pulling the trigger too early that's a good thing they just need to keep it and also um i think jack said that also last week it will overshadow um probably uh, in a hangman title win or possible title win then at all out from uh, like a debut from CM Punk or Brian Danielson or so, so it's good that they're pushing it a little bit further now that we, uh, I think for sure know that CM Punk will come. um We have some more challenges coming up in between with CM Punk with Brian Danielson maybe with even in uh, from the roster which is there already Christian Cage. um Well,
0: uh, well I mean, smart money t- says you put Punk into a into a high profile spot straight away, but the hints from this episode not to give too much away makes it seem like he'll be put in a program with someone who's not currently a title holder or even um a headliner is a mid cut well a previous mid card champion um without giving away too much
2: yeah right just for the potential future before he loses the title to uh to hangman or Probably lose it to someone else, so Hangman can win it, but, you know, that's the match everyone wants to see, Kenny versus Hangman, with a final win. Maybe in a special stipulation, this is what I was also th- thinking about, maybe in a, in a cage match or anything, where no one can interrupt. Um, yeah, that's, that's my thoughts so far. Uh, there's so much potential in between for more more matches they, they, they could have before, uh, with Kenny as a champion before handing the title to Hangman.
0: Next up, we had Alex Marvez interviewing Pac, um, and uh, they reveal that someone cancelled the Lucha Brothers' car. At this point, Chava Guerrero uh, interrupts with Andrade in tow, um, saying that oh no, what tragedy! Someone cancelled their car. Obviously, it's them, and that they've booked um, they've booked the Lucha Brothers a limo to the stadium instead, which it was weird they mentioned that because then we never actually saw the Lucha Brothers on the show later in the show but anyway um, Andrade and, and Chavo have have booked uh, Penta and Phoenix a limo and are trying to obviously lure them away from pack with lavish treatment um, this this whole thing feels really weird for me <laughs> like trying to it's like trying to take someone's girl you know it's just it's it's this really odd vibe to this story at the moment i'm not sure i like it but jack what are your thoughts yeah
1: i agree but i also and i don't know whether it's me being woke (laughs) um but just the automatic you know we're pack's
0: getting cucked
1: (laughs) but yeah just because you know (laughs) it's like we're latin american you're latin american let's you know latin american this shit up and it's like why do we have to do it that way why does this have to exist i mean to me it's obvious the way it's going to go where it'll be you know like a bit of the eddie kingston kind of storyline where initially they might you know head that way but then they'll go back and you know death triangle be reformed or whatever but um but now it is odd i think you know it is it's new and then we see a lot of you know what AW does sometimes you see them trying things out and then it might get cut. It might not, you know, it all depends on the reaction, but that's what I like about AW is that they do listen to the fans. Whereas, you know, another company, uh, based out of, you know, Stanford Connecticut might, might not. Um, and you know, it might just pursue something even if people don't, um, care. So it's nice that they kind of, you know, test the waters a bit, but yeah, for this one, I, th- I think it's good. I think it will be a grow. Um, it'll grow on me, but, um, but at the moment, it's, it's early days and it's just seeing how it goes, I guess. I mean, there's not too much to say. I'm um, a bit annoying that, yeah, he didn't actually get to see Ray Phoenix and um, Penta. So it'll be interesting to see if on Dark or Dark Elevation next week, whether they're there. Because if they're not, then they literally weren't involved in the show. Do you know what I mean? Or But if they do have a squash, then, I mean, it doesn't make sense in dynamite terms. But in the actual grand scheme of things, you might be able to let him off on it
0: just just feels like he's romancing them to me and that's what's yeah. so
1: weird
0: about it like,
1: <laughs> which I'm one's coming, romancing them though come, is, it, is
0: it andrade or is lemon. it um chavo which oh, one's I, think the one? I think it's andrade he's the, he's the stud he's he's, the stud. The, <laughs> he's he's the he's the uh alpha they're gonna leave the uh virgin the chad they're gonna leave the virgin uh I'd, virgin pack for
1: i'll tell you what i'd love to see <laughs> an andrade versus miro kind of storyline with their promos as well that's what i mean (laughs) just the kind of i think that'd be really funny like the promos they'd have on each other could see it maybe
0: i mean andrade's english isn't amazing so it would probably be chavo being the one that cuts it while andrade just kind of looks at him intently (laughs) next up we had ricky stark's victory celebration so taz emerges to a chorus of boos from the crowd and introduces starks who comes out with hook Oh Lord and Saviour. Um, and he comes out to his music. His music stops and he's got a brass band playing because he's from New Orleans, New Orleans, Uh He's walking down to the ring and gets kissed by a woman in the crowd, which isn't COVID safe, but obviously it's a plant or his partner or something. I don't know who he's dating. But uh, um, he then uh, gets in the ring, gets on the mic. He mentions that Hobbes, says so he wishes Hobbes could be there, but Hobbes is out recruiting. That's a little bit, mm-hmm, recruiting. Um, I don't know how many people picked up on that, but he says they got rid of garbage when when he won the title because uh, Team Taz this has got rid of their garbage because Brian Cage is obviously that garbage. Says that Cage didn't come to visit him when he broke his neck. Um, at this point, the crowd the crowd couldn't hear Starks. They were trying. We can't hear you. So I don't know. We could hear him fine at home, but I don't know if there was like an an issue with the in arena audio, but the um, Yeah, the audio coming through to the television was fine, but I I, I think it was a bit off in the arena. If you were there, please get in touch and let us know. Um, Stark says he knows what it means to be a star. Brian Cage has been figuring it out for 17 years. Uh, This is when Cage obviously emerges uh, to new entrance music because the last one had Taz's voice in and um, destroys the band, beats the crap out of them and uh, puts one of the guys, the drummers, through his own drum. Um, Very cartoony. I liked it a lot. Um, and I don't know if you guys noticed the, uh, Jim Ross's subtle dig at WWE when, uh, like Jim Ross, I think, I think we, uh, we neglected to mention in the, in the first match, Jim Ross had a major fuck up, uh, where he said there was a pin when there wasn't one. He said, he said three, he's eliminated. And, and he wasn't eliminated. It was a two, but, uh, he kind of redeemed himself on this cause it was so quick when, uh, Jim Ross said, "This, you know, uh, Cage took out the trombone player and Jim Ross said, there's no place for trombones in wrestling. Because <laughs> obviously a reference to the New Day. I'm sure Jim actually loves the New Day, but it was a, a very funny little dig. Patrick, what were your thoughts on this celebration, this this promo? Um, how did you think uh, Starks looked um, with the promo? And, uh, oh, I, I forgot to mention he... Uh, he, he had a little dig back at the crowd when they said, we can't hear you. He said, oh, it's because you're inbred, your ears don't work. But uh, how do you think he did? And what do you think about what he mentioned about Hobbs recruiting, et cetera, et cetera? And where should the rivalry go with Cage at this point?
2: Where's the celebration, bitches? <laughs> Remember that? No? Okay. <laughs> Sorry. No? <laughs> Rick James? Rick James? Does he say the celebration, celebration, bitches? bitches? yeah oh,
0: it's a celebra- yeah no i know that sorry i thought it's okay. a celebration oh
2: did I, did I say where right? uh i tried it yeah.
0: unity <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah then the five fingers said something or something also to the face faces of the uh of the band but uh yeah in general first of all i like uh, ricky stark's promo like all his all appearance like he like how he came in the ring the music hits is perfect with his move like his movement with the title and everything when he came out how he moves to the music that was that was great um also what he said like his promo skills are really great uh, his his interaction I, and response from the crowd i just like this,
0: that i actually thought this promo was a little bit shaky in parts i thought I don't know, I thought he was stumbling a little bit and repeating himself a couple of times. And I don't know if it was the pressure of uh, the fact that there seemed to be audio issues based on what the crowd were chatting, like in the arena. Maybe, but, yeah. you know.
2: No, I'm but sure in forget, general, I'm like... Sure
0: yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, I'm I, I, mean, like I don't yeah. Yeah, do
0: I like he's. I don't think he's as good as the guy he looks like yet, that being The Rock, but...
2: No, no, that's true, that's true. <laughs> Maybe I also didn't get that with the uh, audio issues because I was... Uh clearing out the dishwasher while I was uh, <laughs> watching that promo. You might not have been the person to come to on this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I, but I listened to it. But also, like, uh, that was the uh, the uh, good part. Now, the down part is it was just an average thing. Then uh, Brian Cage comes out and then he just, you know, it's the it's the band, each member of them. And then in the end, like, I was like, why is he attacking the band members? They can't do anything for it. They're just, uh, you know, they're just hired to play the music i don't this get is, it this is
0: gonna be this is gonna be a trade union complaint from them yeah
2: like, <laughs> right
0: don't so work for just, these guys we got yeah, attacked just, on the job we just playing music ma-
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah it just didn't make sense to me so all in all the problems I, I, I would say was. it was, was good fine. stuff
0: though wasn't it a guy getting put through a drum come on yeah but in I knew, the end like it, it, it was fun kind of mile off, but-
2: yeah, of course you saw it coming. But in the end it was it just didn't make any sense in the whole context that was that was the thing for me. It was just this typical celebration and somebody comes out and just hits everything and, and then it just goes.
0: I suppose down that's the, the kind of wrestler that Brian Cage is. He's he's that yeah. big, you know, he's the guy they want to come in and just beat the shit out of everyone indiscriminately. Yeah, but
2: for me it was it wasn't also the, a big celebration like it was said or like it, it was like it sounded to me. It was just fine and you know in the end it was just there to to keep the to keep the feud going between both of them but uh yeah like I said nothing special for me more like a like a like a downer part of the whole show the thing for me the segment
0: next up we had well we'll talk about this more at length later um because it will make sense to talk about this after a certain match but Tanahashi One of one of the couple of times I used an explanation mark in my notes when uh, Tanahashi's uh, um, Hiroshi Tanahashi's face appeared on screen and said he was challenging. He's won all these titles in New Japan, but he uh, hasn't won the US title, so he's challenging the winner of tonight's US title match. Um, Obviously, we'll we'll talk about we'll talk about this after the US title match. We won't spend long on this, but Jack, um, how excited were you from one to um, John Silver?
1: <laughs> pretty, pretty John Silver. Um, no, I, I haven't seen too many people comment on this, and I, I don't understand. Weirdly why because so, because he's he was literally ace. just in
0: you know the New Japan Grand Slam main event. Literally. Well, not only not only was he in the main event, but it's hard to um, it's hard to overstate how um, much of a legend Tanahashi is, or well, still is, but was in a certain. <laughs> period it was um he kind of brought new japan out of their their dark days as it were when they were really not doing well um uh and and kind of single-handedly pretty much ushered in this new era of brilliance for for new japan the golden era um he's like he's the john cena he's the stone cold steve austin he's the rock um during that time and uh yeah i just if people aren't talking about a lot i'm very surprised but you were excited though were you
1: yeah i was I was definitely, man, like, this is, like I said, this is Tanahashi, like, I don't, you know, I don't know a lot of New Japan history, so, you know, knowing, knowing a New Japan name for me is a big enough deal in itself, do you know what I mean? Proud of you. Thank you, thank you, and, um, no, I think this is dope, and it's just another step in that forbidden door, like, I think we've had a lot of stuff this week, we've been spoiled. like, not, not just, you know, AEW-wise, but wrestling-wise in general, that, you know, this kind of, I think, probably because it's been so jam packed with like good shit, this might have just gone over everyone's head. And if this was maybe like two, three weeks ago, it might have been you know the top a story. lot, exactly a lot more appreciated. Uh, but we've just been honestly, we've been spoiled. with you know, we've had Nick Gage on AEW, we've had you know JY appearing on Impact, we've had you know rumors now or pretty much confirmed Punk and Brian Danielson like. We've had a lot of shit. So it's GC- just...
0: GCW Homecoming.
1: Yeah, exactly. We've had a lot of good stuff. So it's just... Oh, yeah. The, slam um... Slammiversary. Um Speaking of Homecoming, I know we'll talk about it later, but like a future match set up, um, a War Games match, which, like I said, we'll talk about later. But yeah, lots of good stuff happening. Um, that I think maybe everyone's just been a bit overwhelmed and just didn't actually process this, and maybe they will um, when the time comes. But also, it's nice to know he's sticking around for a bit because, you know, he's had the Lance Archer, um, you know, saying, who well, whoever wins that match, um, you know, last um, the fight for the fallen he's going to face. But also, um, and I know we'll touch on it later, but a Mox promo calling him out. So that's I- two challenges straight away from AEW. So it's just kind of like he's you know he's here, he i mean he's not here to stay i shouldn't say that
0: but yeah no, very exciting i i went out to create on a couple of things i think the match well for first thing i don't think he's here in AEW at all because i believe the match is going to take place in japan and um secondly in in Mox's promo he uh says he said something like you know you're dead to me you've missed your chance at the match now so um and then went on to talk about other things so Sorry to shit all over your theories. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Next up, we had FTR versus Santana and Ortiz. Um, yeah, uh, odd one, this, because it definitely got cut short early. Unfortunately, due to... Um, uh, not Dax, sorry, Cash Wheeler uh, slicing open his arm in a kind of freak accident on... Apparently, it was the bit of metal between the turnbuckle and, and the and the post rather than the post itself. Um, it was a shame because I thought this was actually going really well. I thought it was different to the first match. Um, it had to be. They couldn't just go out there and go full impact because full energy. Because what were they? You know what were they going to do in in light of that one? Um, in light of that first match. But um, yeah, I, I thought this was a really slow, methodical match. Uh, I thought they were building to something great. There was a lot of there was a lot of power bombs. I counted like three or four power bombs off of um, Santana and Ortiz. Um, Really nice chain wrestling. Uh, There was, uh, uh, I don't know how else to describe it, other than an assisted slice, bread, and powerbomb combo from um, Santana and Ortiz. And um, something I I haven't actually seen before, which was um, a Tope Suicida off a kickout, I think it was, from, I don't know if it was Ortiz or Santana. He kicked out and just followed through on the kickout. It was sort of like, um, like you know how, uh, was it, Was it Brian Cage kicked out in the uh, FTW title match and he sent Ricky flying through the ropes? It was like that, but he kept going further and turned it into a tope. I thought that was brilliant. It's something I've never seen in wrestling before. Underlined it and put an explanation mark because I was excited by just a little thing I was excited about. Um, But yeah, um, aside from that, there was a a really big superplex from Dax, I think, to the outside. Or or was it inside? I can't remember. Anyway, but uh, uh, unfortunately it was cut short with Dax hitting a brain buster on ortiz i want to say for the win um and you could see even ortiz even though he was you know selling being out his eyes were open he was looking in the direction of cash wheeler because cash wheeler thankfully okay we've heard now but he was bleeding a lot from his arm he pretty much accidentally you know sliced his sliced his wrist or his arm open down the um down the turnbuckle thing patrick uh do you, do you agree that it was going in the right direction? Or, you know, shame it got cut short, obviously, but um, what thoughts can you give me on this one?
2: Yeah, cut short is the right word, right? <laughs> Slice open. But, uh, yeah i can just 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 agree with what you said completely that it was like really going in the right direction they had some really nice moves there, especially the kick out and then tope suicida combination i was like what is going on with him but uh, yeah then out, out of nowhere also came for me out of nowhere that uh, brainbuster, and the win for them was like Huh? Yeah. What's this for? Should he sell? And, then and then I, re- I, I rewound you could see it. The cam. Yeah. Yeah. The, the camera really just uh, 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 cutting over. there, directly seeing that he was hurt, and everyone was really concerned about him. Was like, oh, okay. So you know it what? Is you know what? It what gave, is now
0: you know what gave it away for me and made me rewind was when they didn't keep the camera on uh, Wheeler. Um, they, yeah. they showed him quickly, but then they cut away and they didn't show him again um, after the match. And I was uh, I was thinking if you know if this was if they. Normally, when someone gets colour, even if it's the hard way in wrestling, they want to make the most of that. Like, oh yeah, fuck yeah. Maybe, you know, um, maybe not WWE because they don't like their blood. But in AEW specifically, if someone's bleeding, they're like, oh, get a shot of that, get a shot of that. Do you know what I mean? But um, they were probably worried that it was really serious. Like, um, it reminds me of an injury that uh, a GCW wrestler called G-Raver had at um, Two Cup Stuff, Chicago, uh, All Out Weekend 2019. Um, he, uh, he came off... Uh, it was a botched move from Jimmy Lloyd on the top of the ladder and it was a ladder with light tubes on the top so it was obviously they were going to do like a suplex at the top of these ladders and put them through the light tubes that were like that was across the top of the ladder went wrong they lost their foot and slipped and his arm obviously got sliced open by this um, this uh, light you know shard of a light tube and he rushed out of the arena and um, you know, across luckily there's a hospital across the road, but he passed out on the way there. It was only across the road. So, you know, these things are really risky. It could have been a lot worse. Um luckily he survived, but he had nerve damage and he was out for like two years or something. So yeah. Um like I said, all reports are that he's okay, so that's good. But yeah, um the wrestling though, in terms of the wrestling, good stuff. And I really like like I said, it was watching this when I thought, okay, these these guys are in the upper echelon and it's just a a shame that it got cut short um, given how long they've been building to this. Wouldn't you agree, Jack?
1: I would, yeah, but I also, you know, even though what happened happened, I don't think this was the only time this match was going to happen. Do you know what I mean? I think they're building for, you know, future matches, maybe one more, maybe two more, um, to make it the three, um, you know, the golden three. So I think, yeah, I think it's harsh to, you know, slag it off too much or, you know, be too negative about it because of, you know, it did get cut short. I think also timing wise tonight was a bit all over place because of how long the first match was and that they still had to fit in, you know, um, still had to fit in however many matches they had. I think it's five extra in it. I think they normally have six, five or six on the show. So four or five extra matches. And, you know, that, um, that first match took up quarter of the show, but no, it was, I enjoyed it. Um, didn't love it. wasn't match of night, obviously. Um, but you know, looking forward to seeing these two again because I don't think it's the end, and I think the next time um, will be a lot better than this one.
0: Yeah, I um, I think the result, given what happened, uh, it, it didn't make him look good because for a while there, Dax was facing him in a two on one and ended up winning clean. It was like it was like it was like when Wheeler got taken out of the match. At that point, it was it was a handicap, and they were all pretty much at full strength at that point. So it's it's pretty much just said one Dax is better than both of the, both of uh, Santana and Ortiz. I think if I could have called an audible on the fly, if I was a booker on this, I'd say reverse the result and have them double team him, and then you can work in the fact that Cash, uh, Cash Wheeler had been taken out of the match. Do you know what I mean? As 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 um as motive for for a rematch, but obviously um that would have required some very kind of quick thinking in the moment it's all it's easy to sit here and be armchair booker but you know next up tony ski of own was interviewing uh dr brit baker dmd uh brit says she keeps getting hurt so um so that her and rebel are going to bring someone in to watch their backs uh, it wasn't revealed who that is um the promo itself, I found this a really weird uh, promo from Britt, um, purely because she said things like the fans are holding their breath, waiting for her to fail. and so It's just not true. Like, I know you're a heel, but they know she's like this kind of anti-face in a way, rather than a fully-fledged heel, because she's she's one of the most over people in AEW. It's like her, Orange Cassidy, you know, um, Hangman Page, but... P- people love Britt Baker. So she can't just sit there, stand there and say, oh, I know you're all, all you fans. You're waiting for me to fail. It's like, like, no, like you can still, you can still be heel and uh, not tell like outright bullshit. Do you know what I mean? Like that. It's just, it's just kind of insulting to our intelligence. Like they've just got this kind of, script for how to be healed you know what i mean without taking into consideration the very glaring variable that is the fact that she's fucking insanely over um i don't know if you agree patrick um but also who do you think and who do you think the um just to swing just to bring it back to earlier because we didn't get an answer for that who would you speculate uh will hobbs is scouting for team taz and who would you say you think um brit baker and rebel are bringing in to watch their backs quote unquote
2: i dodged that first question very good i think <laughs> because i don't know i really don't know who they will probably uh, scout for that um but that's interesting to hear that they're uh still sticking together as a team that um brian cage um also did not uh, interfere in that constellation well, that's well, really just... really good
0: Just to point out, the Bunny has a match against Layla Hirsch next week, and the winner will be the number one contender for the Women's Championship. NWA.
2: Women's Championship.
0: Is is it the NWA?
2: Yeah, it's for the NWA. It's not for the
0: AEW. Oh, brilliant. Uh, Well, I can't see them, especially with that news, I can't see the Bunny being AEW's representative in NWA, whereas I can see Layla Hirsch in a promotional at NWA. So. Maybe what we've been talking about this whole time about Team Taz having a female member and Layla Hirsch being the perfect one for it, maybe we might have actually just hit the fucking button. Do you know what I mean? If she's getting put into a, into a, into a position where we're going to be seeing more of her. But um, to to bring it back to the point, uh, what did you think of this promo from Britt Baker, and who do you think's coming in to watch their backs?
2: Also, again, it was a nice promo. It was a fine promo, to be honest. But what stood out to me uh, was really interesting that she mentioned a lot uh, the word bitch. There were a lot of bitches. That bitch. bitch. I'm that bitch, this bitch, I'm the baddest bitch, blah, blah, blah. Baddest bitch, that bitch. Yeah, this is going somewhere with... uh,
0: Sometimes you can tell when they're putting stuff together that they can use in a promo package for a match later. You know yeah that they can use as clips in a in a in a promo before a pre-match a pre-match thing for a big fight
2: yeah exactly so yeah i think we know where this might run out to uh who's gonna be it but um let's see how this will work out in the end and if they can manage to build up a nice feud also that's that's the thing they need to do uh, because the Nyla Rose thing was for me, like I said yeah, last week, was was not as satisfying as as I hoped to, and I want to see the women's division in a better place. Which is, but it's also interesting to see. We'll talk about that match later. What they mentioned there, but um, yeah, I think we're gonna see uh, the next contender for it. I don't know. I actually have to check the AEW standings stand then to be 100% sure. But uh, it looks like uh, that bitch.
0: Well, it could, you know, it could be her coming in as their kind of bodyguard, like you say, and then maybe she'll turn on them in the future and they'll use this bitch stuff or, or, you know, maybe not. Maybe Jay Cargo won't, uh, will, will that she'll just take offense to, to it and go straight into a, a thing. There, there's a lot of, obviously they're going to be talking about a... Strong woman, you know, and it's not going to be Nyla Rose because Nyla Rose was one of the things she cited as you know why she's not protected, why she keeps getting hurt. So um, yeah, it, I mean, logically, you do think Jay cargill because she's the only one, but we we're not thinking about maybe people from outside the company or people who used to be in the company, i.e., what's Awesome Kong doing these days, you know, stuff like that. Or
2: just seeing also Jay cargill is not on the rankings board, That's like all. on the top five. No. That's. Uh, we'll talk about that that other thing later, which I just also now found out. But uh, yeah, that's also a good mention. Um, also to see that they're crossing over again with NWA. Uh, maybe I, maybe we talked about that last week. I, I cannot recall that, but maybe she will also defend the title against somebody from NWA or somewhere else on the NWA Empower pay per view. It'd be they're great. Doing... You get her on that. Yeah, that would be great. They should just really put everyone together. Also, the uh, 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 Diana Perazzo also put her in in that. Um, yeah, it will be probably in there. Yeah, because Mickey James invited her over there. Yeah, yeah I think they're gonna. Yeah. they're gonna
0: have an Impact Knockouts title match. I think possibly uh, with Mickey James. I don't
2: know because I I did not understand that she's challenging her for a title match. She's just inviting her over because she's in she charge of it on the online, women's division. I yeah.
0: Anyway. Next up, we had uh, the announcement that was, you know, we were all led to believe it was coming directly from Tony Khan. So it was weird when it was uh, Tony Schiavone who said it, quote unquote, on behalf of Tony Khan. But the announcement, the big show announcement was that the second Rampage will um, be called The First Dance and it will be in uh, Chicago uh, in one of their big stadiums. And this got predictably a massive uh, CM Punk chant. Can I just say, not just one of their big stadiums. No, it's where, it's where it?
1: the Chicago Bulls play. Is it the biggest one? It's, well, I don't know if it's their biggest, but you know, with the whole, you know, the the Netflix documentary about the Bulls ninety season called The Last, called dance, the last and the dance, dance, and they're playing, right. they're doing the show at that, yeah. Yeah. So not just another, you know.
0: I know, I know it's not a You know, it's not whether it's not a football stadium. It's not where the bed. It's not a song. football like stadium. Cream me. your fucking pants. All right. <laughs> um, next up, well, because I, I that kind of leads into this, we will talk about the CM Punk hype because this leads perfectly into this. Darby Allen uh, talking about you know all these people come into AEW um, who think they're think they're the greatest. Uh, he says, uh, you know, I'll I'll take you on even if you think you're the best in the world." um best in the world obviously being cm punk's uh catchphrase um insane pop uh i'll, I'll come back to jack cuz me and patrick talked extensively on the last one how excited are you on a scale from 1 to john silver <laughs> <laughs> oh but i said john silver for
1: tanahashi so am i no double I john I... silver double, double john silver double john silver um now this is i, I don't right I love it. I don't. I don't want any because there there is a negative coming. Um. So I don't want it to, you know, because this shouldn't be a negative. But I, I said to Patrick before you joined Tom, um, the one issue I've got with this, and I know it's hard not to. Um. I just, with it being so obvious now, I just would have preferred if they maybe because obviously you know that what's happened in the news and everyone's saying it like pretty much confirmed that he is joining, which is fucking awesome. I just would have loved them to have tried to steer it away to make it, try and, you know, have it as a surprise. Cause now everyone's expecting it. You know what I mean? Like all the stars are aligning. So everyone's, I mean, yeah. when it comes to ticket sales and, you know, TV ratings, it's going to be huge because people are going to want to, but be at the show to see, you know, Punk back, and people are going to want to watch it. So, in that sense, you know, it really is just my own personal preference. But I would think with the obvious, with the obvious, you know, way there, the promo, like Darby Allen's promo and stuff, like it almost, I don't know, with with the Christian Cage when he when he you know came, okay, it wasn't as big as people thought it was going to be but it was still like there was a lot of chat around it you know what i mean and there was a surprise and it was like oh it's fucking christian but people are just expecting it now which uh, i don't know whether i I don't know i i loved it i love it and i'm I'm... really looking forward to it but that's my one nitpick where i've said it's now you know maybe in my eyes just a little too obvious that he's joining i would have liked them to have done some sort of maybe interesting way to kind of make you doubt it
0: the thing is i think it would be insulting to fans intelligence in this day and age to not like hint because because you know everyone's reporting this is confirmed do you know what i mean like it's not it's not like you know it's not just murmurs it's you know sean russ sap it's uh it's Dave Meltzer. It's everybody saying this is a done thing. So to just like the fans would be chanting it anyway. Do you know what I mean? The fans would start chanting CM Punk, and word gets around, and people know anyway. Do you know? That's the thing.
1: I did watch a video on YouTube this week. It was um a guy, a British guy, I can't remember. I think it's WrestlePlanet. It's called, uh, but he did five different um, basically you know storylines that Punk could get involved in, and the one that he said, which I would love sort of thing, was um so it would kind of It would need the M.G.F. Jericho feud to end relatively soon, which, you know, so now it's looking unrealistic. But um, it was basically M.G.F. teasing it himself by coming out or whatever. So, like, cult of personality plays, and it's like M.G.F. pulling a prank, thinking, like, oh, you all fell for it, like, all this kind of shit. And then M.G.F. being out in the ring, and then it, you know, happens again. And then he comes out. So it would be a CM Punk M.G.F. feud. But I think that'd be a fun way to do it. Just something like that. You know, no, where, like- no, I I I've gotta
0: say I hate that. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> I'll tell you why I hate that. You you cannot do that. You cannot have like it's a fun troll for like lower stakes. Like if see like Like they they did it, they did it, they did it, they did that perfectly in WWE when it was right after CM Punk, I think, kind of got released or something, not got released or quit or whatever. And uh, people were, and it was the first time back in Chicago, and they knew the crowd were going to uh, dominate the show with CM Punk chants. Um, And so they had to address it because they were just going to hijack the show and completely fuck it up. So. It, the, the I think it was Raw Raw opened with People went fucking ape shit And then Paul Heyman comes out And um, just berates the crowd And laughs at them for thinking Oh you thought he was coming back Like that And it just completely Um you know, gave WWE back the control that they were definitely going to lose if they didn't do anything about it, and so this is why I think this is not a good thing, because you are going to get the biggest fucking scream out of people, he's been gone for like seven years, you're going to get the biggest scream out of people when that hits, so the second one isn't going to be as loud, especially if you especially if you think like they think like, oh we're being trolled again or something like that, you you want it to hit, and it just be absolutely fucking ballistic and that, you know, tearing the roof off. So how what- do they do it? How do they? Well, not like that, but oh, how do they do it? They do it by hitting, and it actually being him. To be honest. But like, um, what sort of would it be? Well, I think I, I feel would it like be like Tony, I think,
1: Tony I think Khan he, uh, has
0: an announcement, or would it be during a match or during a promo? Or I think he's entering a. Wouldn't you agree? Entering a program with Darby, Darby Allen. What are your What are your thoughts on that as a potential first opponent for him?
1: Um. Phew. I would have preferred
0: someone else. I don't know who right now. Um, I felt that to begin with, right? Yeah, I've, I felt exactly like you to begin with, but it's grown on me. I'll tell you why, because I think Darby Allen needs it, and I think it could elevate him. him I, th- I think it, and 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 there's so much they could do there with Darby being like the new kind of punky counterculture wrestler, and CM Punk being the old one. And I really just do think it will elevate Darby Allen to a position where. Uh, it looked like he was going before, before he had a bit of a dip with that terrible Team Towers program. So I... You know, I think a guy like MGF, I don't think he needs a feud with CM Punk right now. I Honestly, think he's like one of the best heels in the world. So, I mean, obviously, it'd be great to see them do it down in the line. Yeah. But like, as a as a big first, it is. It's honestly, it's growing on me because I I don't want to hate Darby Allen, <laughs> um, and and a, a lot of a lot of elements of his his title run actually put me off him quite a bit. So I, I don't want to feel that way about him, and I think a really good feud with Punk. Um, it would just it would just elevate him to where he he needs to be you know what i mean yeah the one last thing i want to mention on it is i was watching
1: Punk videos this week to get myself like hyped and you know not i needed to get hyped but just i was just you know it was on my mind i was like i want to watch punk videos and there was one which it was Punk coming in and he was going like round the ring um and he was like chatting to a fan and i think a fan said something to him and he he was like you have a vagina but no it was um <laughs> it was during his feud with cena and he was saying something about i think he said you can't see me or something he's like um oh you're a Cena fan are you oh you probably watched tna and now now he's signed with like aw um you know and um well the relationship they have with impact now i be interested to see if he gets involved with that Seeing as he like slagged off tna when he was in wwe and
0: this to this fan. I think the problem with that is using footage, you know, they'd have to reference yeah. footage, footage yeah. from a WWE show. Even though they might legally be able to do that because it was recorded by a fan and wasn't, but obviously there might be WWE logos in the background. And yeah, it's, no. It's just an awkward situation to maybe do yeah. that. But it is, it, it is fun to think about. It
1: just made me laugh Like, if that was just him in character or if he genuinely like,
0: didn't rate TNA at that time. Yeah. Next up we had was it a match next yes it was it was lance archer versus hikaleo next up we had lance archer versus hikaleo king haku coming out with hikaleo which was a really nice surprise that that got another ex. my third explanation point of the evening on my notes was king haku coming out yeah um i was excited about that um again i haven't got a lot of of notes for this one i don't think i'd, I'd have a lot of notes for this match honestly even if i was uh, doing a detailed play-by-play um, there was a nice big powerbomb from Hikaleya at one point and uh, King Haku got involved during the break and hit the uh, the Tongan Death Grip on Archer. Um, there was some fight outside the ring. Archer walked the rope at one point and did his moonsault off the rope um, and then Archer hit Hikaleya with a superplex and then the blackout and then it was over. Um, short match and not a lot actually happened. There wasn't really much in the way of wrestling in this one. Patrick, um, this this is where you turn around and tell me it's your match of the night, wasn't it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, it was uh, less of the match. I hoped it would be, it was more like a squash match again, like a longer squash match and maybe a little showcase, a showcase of Hickalier, although he didn't show, uh, didn't, yeah, didn't show never, too much I've, because he was I've like never... interrupted also by the commercial break in between.
0: So I've never, I've never found him very good, honestly. Um, okay. I, I just I don't see anything I don't particularly rate anything special about Hikaleo. I don't really think Tangaloa is the best wrestler either. I think Ta- Tamatonga is the star in that family. Yeah. In the in the probably. three. Um Tangalo has gotten better recently, he has, but Hikaleo hasn't. I don't I he's big, he's got that going from six foot ten, yeah. He's, right, he's bigger than right. Archer. It's deceptively yeah. big because they don't really But they also pointed
2: well. out that he was only like five years wrestling into wrestling now. So yeah, maybe it was a nice showcase match and just like to, to hype Lance Harcher a bit which he was all pretty over with the crowd. That was really nice and his entrance, they fixed it now a bit like with a, the with a pyro and everything. That was very impressive I have to say I- like.
0: Yeah, I really like Lance Archer, and Lance Archer isn't someone who's Lance Archer isn't a ten out of ten wrestler either. I mean, he's a no. big guy, so it's harder for him anyway yeah. cause he's a and he's he's in his forties as well. But he's intense, and I like his character, and I like his music, and I like that he hangs out with Jake Roberts. I just I really 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 like Archer, but this match didn't do anything for me at all. Um, yeah. It was it was it was almost a write off, and it was almost the worst match of the night. It yeah, wasn't for. True the other match that I think was probably the one that followed this one I'm not sure but, yeah
2: but this um, the, the thing is also like with the with the main event and the opening match there wasn't so much time left for other matches they were pro- quite long uh comparable to TV time they had and what yeah, they but, were all putting in content wise so yeah it was a little like also said I like King aku that he was there uh, that was yeah. just just great and also showing his move but uh, yeah it was but, I mean, okay
0: if you get if you get your time cut you've gotta to – I'm not sh- to be honest, I'm not sure this match did get its time cut. I it might have been scheduled to be a quick match anyway. I'm not sure, um, but if it did, surely you you know you make the most of the time you've got. Think about um, yeah, uh, what was it? The all in. They they ran long, and that match with Mysterio and the Golden Elite, You know the Young Bucks and Abushi versus Mysterio, Bandido, and I don't know was it Ray Phoenix or someone like that. Anyway, um little a radio kid, or someone. I think it was probably Ray Phoenix. They they had to cut that match super short, but they just packed so many spots into it, um and just just do that. But this was this was just them walking around the ring, and then a walk rope. Uh, sorry, a, a rope walk, and then a blackout, and it's over, and it's just just pants. And it could have been a lot more intense with these two guys staring each other down. They could have, they could have at least a, a trading of strikes, maybe in the middle of the ring. You know, a big brutal you know, and maybe they start headbun each other or someone bites somebody or something. Do you know what I mean? It just I don't know, it wasn't Yeah. It was meh. Jack, do you have any follow up since you just caught the end of that? Two words glorified squash. Glorified squash. You, <laughs> That's all we need to say about that. Next up we had um <laughs> we had a segment that for I'd say 1.5 seconds I was worried was going to be the worst thing about the evening and it turned into one of the best. Um, So Marvez is interviewing Cody and Cody starts starts one of his pretentious promos again. It's like his kind of self-satisfied fart-sniffing promos where he goes like... and, And he literally started like... In this world, we live in a world where... And then I was like, oh my fucking God, here we go. And I rolled my eyes. And then out of nowhere, Malachi Black just fucking rocks the shit out of him. I was like, yes! Shut him up! Um, <laughs> uh, that that moment of the night when I realised we weren't going to get a long fucking drawn out, you know, smug Cody promo was just chef's kiss. Um, but uh, yeah, Malachi Black and Cody start brawling and out into uh out into the arena um if you notice malachi black i don't know if this is a kind of evolutionist of character but his eye seems to be getting blacker around the eye there seems to be more and more makeup um as the week as you know weeks go on so i don't know if that's something he's intentionally doing and it's going to start taking over his face or something but that'll be really cool um well, until the point where he's in blackface. Maybe I was just be to, say cool that. He's got to Be careful! <laughs> yeah, he's got. A, where, where, where's the line? I thought Jericho's in blackface briefly in the main event. I just when he was wearing that mask over his face. I was like, whoa, this is. Oh, uh, but yeah. Um, sorry. Uh, yeah, they're they're fighting out onto the ramp, and then Malachi Black kicks Fuego Del Sol's head off, which is uncalled for, if you ask me, but. Uh, they're, they're really trying to get heat with him. And the only problem with this is with him attacking Fuego Del Sol, he's like this, you know, beloved internet meme, darling. It, it kind of makes it seem like they really are trying to make Alistair Black proper heel in this and Cody face. And it's like, are they just going to do the Who thing? Who is Alistair Black? Sorry. Sorry, Malachi Black. Who is right? Alistair Black? <laughs> um, yeah, it, it seems like they're trying to make uh, Malachi Black like really heal in this? It's just not going to happen. It's going to be like when it's going to be like the Cody a go go thing where Cody was supposed to be the face, but we're like, no, this guy's this guy's a dick. This guy's heel. This guy's homelander, um and it's going to be that all over again, except worse because the American crowd actually played along with the kind of you know xenophobic anti anti foreigner thing, but. With this it's just going to be fucking like everyone, no one's going to boo Malachi Black against Cody like he's going to get more cheers and boos. It might be a bit of a split crowd between people playing along but Malachi Black's going to come out, you know, if they do a if they do a punch exchange it's going to be at least 60-40 in Malachi Black's favor in my opinion. I don't know about you. Next up we had a promo from Miro. Um I this this I look forward to these every dynamite honestly. <laughs> um I was, he uh he says that, you know, since he's won the title, challenges have dried up, so basically saying everyone's scared scared of him. Uh, you know, challenges for the TNT title, no one's no one's taking shots at it. You hear I say shots because the next guy is shoddy. Uh Lee Johnson is his next challenger. Um which is it's weird for me this because I read, You know
1: what's weirder? What? If Lufer had beaten Lee Johnson in the match on Dark, this could have been Lufa versus Mira.
0: <laughs> good lord um he came that close that's shocking still um but yeah uh no they they made the right call luther should not be in any sort of title match well in, i was saying um in 2021 that was due to
1: they did a aw games um youtube channel did a little tournament invitational tournament between some internet stars and aw stars um on the elite general manager game and one of the internet stars won and got to pick a competitor for lee johnson for this match and winner would face mirror and some reason this guy decided to pick
0: luffa it's fucking hilarious <laughs> what, what a meme lord that guy is that's so funny like he could have had anything and had and picked a picked an amazing i mean assuming i'm assuming he had like a pool to choose from of people he couldn't have just said yeah fuck it Chris Jericho and then have him appear on Dark but I'm assuming he had like select ones he picked from but that's so funny like I'm sure I don't I I don't believe for a minute that guy's a Lufa fan I think he's just an absolute troll he could have set up like a really nice technical match or something he's like yeah, I know what I'm gonna do <laughs> I'm gonna fuck shit up uh, props out to that man I I wish I had the balls to do the same thing in the same position I'd probably give in and choose someone I actually liked and wanted to see a match but yeah uh, Lee Johnson um, and uh, Miro says the, the only the sorry it's making me laugh the only things that motivate him are a vengeful god and double jointed wife so again he, he uh, <laughs> again he alludes to fucking his wife um, Patrick
2: oh this is just such good shit <laughs> right? yeah <laughs> I just I actually told before he said that about his wife I told Jenny, my girlfriend, I told I told her, yeah, it's Miro again. Uh, uh, you know, he's making hilarious promos. Once he said, like, he thanks God and his hot, flexible wife and everything. And she was like, ah, oh, okay. And then literally, like, 10 seconds later, he said that again. I was like, thank God for Miro. <laughs> and also, thank God that he's on on the mic and can probably say what he wants to say now to 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 create his character, because this creation is just magnificent.
0: Magnificent is the word. Like I say, I think it's my gimmick of the year so far, for sure um what would you what what are your opinions on his uh opponent though lee johnson for, for yeah I, so much.
2: I don't know i don't know how they're why they are pushing him so much right now is it because he's just a nightmare factory prodigy from cody i just i don't get it uh, like, uh, no i'm I'm not not he's not clicking for me yet you know he's no. good and everything but he's There's not clicking for yeah. me as a as a character so he needs to find his his niche his character his his uniqueness so, yeah, um, just be- being good at
0: flippy shit and stuff. I don't think that necessarily makes you a good wrestler, as we'll see later in the women's match coming up. I've, you know, um, but yeah, uh, I just I, I don't think they spent enough time on him. They haven't spent any time building him, and I think now we're back on the road. I kind of felt like the although to be fair, that match is going to happen back at Jacksonville, isn't it? But. Um, you know, now they're on the road, it feels like every match is big again, like it did before the pandemic. It, you know, there was a lot of filler matches where you're like, okay, I know the result of this one, I know the result of this one, I know the result of this one during the pandemic. But before the pandemic and after, it seems like there's a lot of, you know, it seems like all the matches sort of matter, whereas this one doesn't feel like it's going to really. Um, and and for me, I don't, I don't know. I There's so many stars clamoring for spots on Dynamite. I mean, where's, where's... Um, the many men of the year uh for example you know there's 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 a lot of big stars trying to get their trying to get their spot on dynamite and it's like this this guy could be on dark for now do you know what i mean um you know so i don't know we'll 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 see i'm sure it'll be a half decent match i hope lee johnson impresses um and obviously we've got to have these people come up else we we need some we need someone to um award breakthrough star of the year Um, it's just wheelie on his own right now so maybe um, Lee Johnson can get put in the mix but uh, yeah um, I'm not too excited about the match but the promo itself obviously as always was good and hilarious next up we had Jurassic Express and Christian Cage versus the Hardy Family Office Um, uh, so kind of irrespective of this match during the entrances um, Tony Schiavone gets handed a note so we'll talk about this first saying that QT Marshall wants to apologise for him. So it was supposed to be... He, he was supposed to apologise this week for dumping a protein shake on him. It looked like coffee at the time, but it's apparently a protein shake. Um, he was supposed to apologise this week, but maybe they got pushed for time or something um, for a segment. And uh, Tony um, said he'd received a note that said that Q, QT wants to apologise to him next week instead because uh, his family will be there. So he wants to apologise to him in front of his family for the protein shake incident um they're making a mountain out of them. I don't, this just doesn't feel like an incident that should have a storyline <laughs> out of it don't you think jack uh but i don't yeah i
1: really don't understand it either play it off as a heelish move and build for there, or you know don't i yeah they're, they're really dragging out like something it,
0: yeah it just feels like a dick being a dick to to kind of uh you know the are not the non in ring staff. Um, and I don't. I just just, don't know who. should he... be the end of it. Do you know I what I mean? It doesn't. I don't understand who he's feuding with at the moment because now Cody's with Tony gone.
1: <laughs> Yeah, but he can't have a match with Tony. So what's the point?
0: Uh, I, I I assume someone's going to jump to Tony's defense, but it's just odd, you know.
1: Uh, but who's going to jump to Tony's defense? Like QT to me isn't a you know. Isn't Ugh, brian, what about
0: brian danielson his first feud is qt marshall oh no i shouldn't have, i shouldn't have put that out into the world should i oh, it's gonna happen now that's <laughs> disgusting for imagine
1: right brian danielson he's been in wwe however long he's finally buzzing to get back out and you know wrestle on another promotion it's like oh yeah no, nice to have you in aw brian oh yeah yeah your first feud oh yeah qt marshall <laughs> <laughs> can i go back to wwe <laughs> is it too late
0: <laughs> Oh, don't, yeah. Oh, oh. touch the nerve there. Touch the nerve, yeah. (laughs) I mean... That's how low I rate QT, though. I was going to say, can we send QT to WWE? Um, (laughs) Next, well, I don't have to say next up because I'd already started talking about it because this was during the entrances. So it was Christian and Helico that started the match off. Um, Matt Hardy got involved quite early and uh, got chased off up the ramp by i trying to remember who chased them off. It was Marco Stump was one of them, wasn't it? And Christian Cage. And then Cage returned to the match, I believe. And uh, Luchasaurus hit a triple German suplex in this match. Do you see that? Remember that? Yes. Yes, he, I uh, did. Yeah. because I... all three members and Each of them is quite well done because each of them was trying to hold on to the next one to try and keep and try and hold on to the ropes to try and keep their you know, feet on the ground, but you know, he pulled them all off. And then, I mean, obviously there's no real logical way. We have to use wrestling logic a little bit to why they haven't let go of each other's waists uh, as soon as that happens. But, um, you know, it, I, I you, you can play it off as they can't really see whether they're still, you know, they're hoping Angelico, I think it was the one on the end, is going to get to the rope still and keep them all on the floor. But it was good, wasn't it? It was a bit sloppy, but... You know, it's it's, it's good though
1: because it keeps you know, Luchasaurus is one of the big guys, you know, in AEW, and I think you know, he gets overlooked sometimes. And I think you know, it does, he's a big guy, he's a big guy,
0: yeah. And uh, I I don't know what I've written here, it looks like erection from Christian Cage, so that's part of the match now, (laughs) Um. (laughs) (laughs) professional ever. that was it. Um Luchasaurus's, uh triple triple German suplex. And then the reaction. Do you see that there was a hilarious reaction from Christian Cage. He looked yeah. like it looked like someone from The Office or Parks and Rec. Do you know do you know Tom on Parks and Rec? Yeah. The, um, yeah. The, yeah. When he when, when someone does when some drama's kicking off or something he like looks around and looks at the camera with a big smile his, face yeah. and his eyes wide. That's exactly what it was. Someone needs to meme that. Um but yeah, that that's what it reminded me of and I I just that was my shot of the night was Christian's reaction to uh Luchasaurus' triple suplex. Um I actually oh, I actually haven't written who won this. Who won this? Who won this match? who do you think won this? It was Christian Cage and Luchasaurus, wasn't it? Of course. And yeah. Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy, yeah. Well, he didn't feature much in it, I don't think. So that's
1: probably no, why which is which is I do think is elevating that storyline of him feeling a bit pushed out since Christian Cage has come in and winning them all over.
0: Yeah, um, a big downs. I mean, I didn't rate this match much to be honest. I didn't make much of it, um, about two point two five, but uh, probably made worse by the fact that Blade reemerged and hit someone else this time, Christian Cage, with a uh, with his brass knucks. So it's like, oh, this this guy's just lost without his partner, isn't he? It's like, just put, him, just put him on dark for a while. Just put him on dark for a while until until Butcher gets back. Like, like I said, there's enough spot, there's, there's only so many spots on dynamite, and this guy's taking up airtime, like, he's, it's not working him on his own. Just wait until the butcher gets back. I mean, I can see Patrick nodding. Um, what, what would you like to add anything to that, Patrick?
2: I'd rather enjoy my beautiful waffles I'm eating fresh out of the waffle machine than spending my saliva, which I can use for getting the nice taste of the waffle, uh, instead of talking about like like the blade how he's <laughs> works, I, going to be a going to, I thought going to
0: be doing a waffle. Some <laughs> I was thinking ASMR. I was thinking ASMR because of the the eating sounds, but then he started he started turning into like a waffle mm. review. And I was like, what
2: what's what's good about a the most nice waffle? Belgian waffle in my mouth?
0: <laughs> <laughs> how would you, how would you rate the texture of the waffle, Patrick? <laughs>
2: It is very... On the Meltzer
0: uh, scale. On the Meltzer scale.
2: Seven out of five. <laughs> it's not even <laughs> in the Tokyo Dome. What a waffle. <laughs> what a waffle. No, no, it's it's a Belgian waffle. It just needs to be in the basement with the children. But cut that. <laughs> <laughs> what?
0: Oh, it's a Joseph Fritzl joke. No, leave it in. Joseph- <laughs> No, no, it's not a Fritzl
2: joke. It's a, a Marc Dutroux joke. He's a famous uh, children uh, yeah, raper and everything from Belgium. This is, <laughs> this is where... <laughs> He is super famous sport. in Germany. It's he's super Olympic famous, sport. like Belgian people. Yeah, it's uh. it's a thing in Germany. We're having these jokes, like like what's the difference between a, 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 a German potato and a Belgian Belgium, child from Belgium? The German potato goes from from the ground into the basement. <laughs> that's that's one joke we have in Germany. But the Belgian people are famous for. Uh, 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 in Germany famous for uh, uh, fries and rape (laughs) (laughs) maybe some comics I don't know but
1: if you're gonna be famous for two things it's great to be famous for fries and rape
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean the, the national team is doing a good thing right now at <laughs> the football to make, oh, crack to make them forget yeah. about this ch- children uh, yeah, raper and killer stop <laughs>
0: saying children rape <laughs> I just asked you about a fucking waffle <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm crying great so old quality (laughs) step back in the the old standards are back in place so it was Tom Nen stop talking
1: about children of rape I just asked you about a waffle
0: (laughs) right coming back in fresh off losing all our Belgian fans (laughs) Um, (laughs) it's a uh a promo from Nick Gage for the match later in the evening uh, he says Jericho can't do anything to him that hasn't been done to him be- he hasn't been through before and they get some footage funny enough footage not from I've noticed something really odd here they use footage from Wrestling with Unicorns which is a um, which is an Instagram page uh, that kind of chronicles all these indie like really cool indie spots and stuff in kind of short videos and stuff that's what I know it as I mean it might be a fully fresh promotion in its own right I'm not sure but, um, yeah, they use footage from Wrestling With Unicorns, not GCW, which would be the obvious choice. And if you notice something, they've never mentioned the words GCW. And they're quite, you know, they're quite happy to actually name drop other promotions, particularly ones they're working with. But they haven't once said the words GCW on AEW, which I think is really um, telling. And the fact that they didn't use any GCW footage. So, you know, um, maybe I'm reading too much into that. But, uh, yeah, Um he said then he says mdk all day and i was like oh no it doesn't sound, it doesn't sound right when nick gage does it cuz you know for for those for those who know it's mdk all fucking day and um, for nick gage to self censor himself i'd rather him just not have said it honestly i'd rather him just not have said it as part of this promo um, but you know it's justin roberts uh, in the match later which we'll obviously talk about does his best to censor nick gage's typical intro but uh yeah, the kind of censorship of of, of Nick Gage in AEW isn't isn't working as well as it as well as it could. I think. I, why not? Why not just bleep it? Do you not agree, Jack? Why not just bleep the fucking? Yeah, yeah. It's a pre it's a pre recorded promo. It's not like he's doing it live, and it's not like Americans haven't bleeped out swearing before on TV. Yeah, just have him say MTK all fucking day, but then just bleep bleep it out. Like, don't water him down. It's just sad. But yeah. Well, we don't need to talk about that too much because obviously we'll talk about the match later on. Next up, we had Thunder Rosa versus Julia Hart. Honestly, this is, this is like the third bad match in a row for me. This is the weird thing. There were some matches on this. There was some matches I'd go as far as to say were bad matches on this Dynamite. And yeah, I wouldn't rate this Dynamite as, as a whole less than an 8 out of 10. I thought it was a really great, really, really good show. Um, but this match was one of the low points for me. I. I didn't actually take a note for it. <laughs> I didn't take a note for it. If I can, um, if I can remember off the top of my head, I remember Julia Hart was kind of trying to play to the crowd. And then Thunder Rosa very obviously went onto the ground to take out her legs, but like somehow she didn't notice, um, you know, Ju- uh, I think Thunder Rosa got her in a, uh, in a kind of leg lock, um, submission. She made it to the ropes. There was a bit where she did her kind of cheerleader flips, um, to the corner and all in all it was just you know thunder rosa obviously won it was just a it was just a poor match for me i think a really bad match um kind of wwe divas reminiscent for me and i obviously know thunder rosa has better in her but it's probably down to the greenness julia but it was under a five minute match and um yeah there's really not much to talk about it though but i will come to you patrick as you are one of the biggest critics of how women's wrestling gets portrayed in dynamite I just want to draw before we talk about the match itself, which I mean what's to talk about, I wanna draw your attention to something which you'll find funny. I don't know if you noticed. Um, when Julia Hart was coming out, they had a promo to big up Julia Hart, and everyone in the Varsity Plans talked except Julia Hart. <laughs> so they had this, you know, uh, the this women's match, the, you know, female forward, dynamite or whatever, uh, you know, AEW heels all this and then they're having two men speak for julia Hart. and then it doesn't they you know she doesn't even speak except to join in with the Jew you ju j u l i a julia yeah that's all she sweet you know they're 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 bigging her up for us, saying julia Hart is ready she's i mean i mean i i might be reading too much into it maybe this was was her decision and she's not confident on the mic yet because she's still quite green at that too but it's not a good look is it
2: yeah, very good point actually. Because I was in the middle of the match, I was like, "It's so nice. There's a woman, and two men are accompanying her." And yeah, it was funny um, because I uh, I just thought during the match that uh, that's like, "Oh, so nice. A woman gets accompanied by two wrestlers outside cheering for her and everything." But when you're putting it that way now, uh, makes sense. She doesn't even talk on it. Like she doesn't doesn't get like a, like any promo. Points there, like I don't know, maybe she's not good on the mic yet, so this is why they did it uh, for her. But hmm.
0: this is the same thing as the Nick Gage promo. Like AEW management, you do realize that these are not live promos. (laughs) You know, you
2: can, you can,
0: if if she if if you know, they can bleep Nick Gage saying the same fuck, or they can re-record Julia Hart if she does a bad promo. Do you know what I mean? So they don't. Yeah, it's weird.
2: Yeah, that's true. That's really weird. But so was the match. Uh, It was very short. Like uh, as you see, it just was like three minutes. There's like, what? What if the uh, uh, FDR versus uh, uh, Proud and Powerful match would have been longer? Then this match would have been like thirty seconds or what like I uh, don't know the time management from match. them, um but this was like a typical squash match where yeah, it was just a typical squash match. But now comes the point which uh, I wanted to come back to earlier: they somehow said something on commentary now that she's signed with all elite her uh her rankings or like like her, her records count again uh, or pre- are set to uh, previous, zero or.
0: Uh, her previous matches count so and she's in number one position
2: yeah now she's in number one position yeah i'm just like hey but she was before on the ranking system like you can actually look that up online so it it, it was very weird what they talked there. it confused me they're like yeah, really. With them, the like, rank, I mean, why any, should it be? T- she was challenging. Sorry, she was challenging even for the title once, right? Yeah. Or wasn't she? So, wasn't she? no, I'm not sure. No, I'm was. Not sure, I'm sure either. She was or wasn't she know. in the tournament? I'm, I'm not sure, but this would have been weird, wasn't I guess. She, she, no, she, she was know. in the.
0: Ta- she, know she was in the title tournament. So she was obviously eligible to challenge for the title. So yeah, it's just, right. they make up the own so, rules with it. And I mean, long-time listeners of the podcast will know how I feel about the ranking system. I think it's bullshit, and I think it forces matches we don't need to have. Yeah, um, and this was of yeah exactly and have you noticed that that since they've been back on the road they've, re- they've not mentioned the rankings nearly as much as they used to because like this is it is a hindrance to good wrestling it was a good it was a device they could lean on in the pandemic era when they didn't have that instant feedback from the crowd but now you have instant feedback from the crowd you, you know you don't need you don't need this kind of Weird pretend statistics whose kind of meaning changes all the time and rules change yeah, all the time to, yeah. to book your matches for you. You got the fans to, you know, um, to give you that feedback. And yeah, I just i i i think the the best thing AEW could do is do away with the ranking system. I mean. New Japan is sports-based presentation. It's the most sports-based presentation out of all the major promotions. That doesn't have a ranking system, so you can be—you yeah, exactly. know—they said they said they want it to be sports-based. Wins and losses matter. You can do that without having a this rigid rigid ranking system that holds you to having mediocre matches. Sometimes, you know. But yeah, I I straight up just think this was a really bad match, um, and this is actually I can't say it yet because I do that at the end of the show. But uh, um, I think you you may have an idea of what my shocker of the week will be. Jack, do you have anything to add about this uh, this apparently the best women's match they could put on? dynamite order <laughs> kind of best debut they could give Thunder Rosa just just want to echo what i said last week it just seems like at
1: the moment they're just throwing random matches together and seeing what works and this one was a squash like it's, i think it's harsh if anything on julia to put her up against Thunder Roger, especially the week she it's signed not, it's
0: not just it's not just about the book and i think i just don't think she's ready for this i the, i i just think the wrestling was really poor in it i just yeah it was it was a whole lot of nothing it was awkward it was um yeah i just I, I don't think she had she didn't seem to have very good ring awareness which is you know give her um, Serena Deeb and see if she can wrestle then oh uh, yeah she, she'll get a good match out of Julie Hart but um, yeah she could get a good match out of I was going to say a potato but I don't want to get Patrick talking about Belgium again so there's new uh, merch actually
1: Serena Deeb released today saying it says the best woman wrestler ever or, or best woman wrestler of all time and then it has woman crossed out and just says the best wrestler of all
0: time. veteran. Best... That's really good. Yeah. yeah, I I love how how merch recognises how good a technical wrestler she is because this is something that's obviously you know never really acknowledged um, in kayfabe too much. It's never it's never kind of um, they ne- they don't put her over as being you know they'll they'll say she's good. They'll say oh Serena's great and stuff, but they never. I don't think they emphasise that she is. Possibly the best female wrestler in the world. Um, you know they've never. I don't think they've ever said stuff like that. So I like that her merch kind of acknowledges what um, fans are saying about her. Do you know what I mean? Um, even though she doesn't appear that often at AEW. Next up, we had a promo from John Moxley. Um, I'm gonna start off this by saying I really, really like this promo, and I know a criticism we've had, um, maybe from. I don't know, it was Liam or something, but pointing out the John Moxley promo is very similar. This one wasn't to me. This one was loaded with so much edge. I'm
2: um, also with Liam on that, usually, but.
0: Yeah, but later. do you, you agree <laughs> with me on this one? That this was quite Yeah, a I agree out. with you. I, I love that yeah. promo also. Sorry. this words. Yeah, this was one of my favorite promos recently. Possibly my favorite John Moxley promo since one that he cut in January, I think, leading up to the um Buy match, but I digress. He was he was drinking straight off the bat. He was uh, swigging from his flask. Um, he's he's clearly like more aggressive and agitated, and and his his promo had more purpose. Do you know what I mean? It it, uh, it it made a point. It wasn't just going around in circles that I'm crazy kind of thing. He was, you know, he was intense and he was directly talking. Um, He's, he, you know, he's talking about how he's, you know, he told a very coherent story about how he was watching the Olympics. And how did these teams, these polo fucking water polo teams, get into Japan? He can't get into Japan to, he, you know, he couldn't get into Japan to defend his, t- defend his title. Talks about Tanahashi. Says Tanahashi's scared of him. Where was Tanahashi challenging him when he uh, when he had the bout? All of a sudden, one week after him dropping the belt, he's challenging for uh, he's challenging whoever whoever's got the IWDP title. He says he says ne- he says never mind, whatever. You're scared of me. Fine, uh, you're dead to me. Um, says you're dead to me, and uh, you know you missed your chance at wrestling me. But yeah, I can't I can't remember exactly how he finished this promo, but I do think he went off Tanahashi and went on someone else. I don't know. Um, I think he was talking about was he talking about going back to Japan, or
2: yeah, uh, he was talking about that he's sending like a huge contract to Japan with like yes, together with his lawyer, sent- so they can just read through it and sign it again so he can go once again through the forbidden door,
0: yeah, that was interesting talking about, yeah, it was yeah, like I said, I think we said I mean, I don't know if you've got anything to add, but you've already said you thought it was a really really good promo, and I agree next up, it was our main event of the evening of the evening. It was the pain maker, Chris Jericho versus Nick Fucking Gage. So first off the bat, just Justin Roberts, bless his heart, he did his best to clean up Nick Gage's intro because uh, long time kind of GCW watchers will know. I, I'm not going to be able to do it word for word, but it's something like the uh, uh, representing that Murder, Death, Kill gang, Eastern Block. Um, you know, uh, he he is the oh, is he the man? He's the he's the king. He's the god of this shit, Nick fucking Gage. So he's they swears a couple of times in it, um, and uh, you know Justin was was you know mixing up like Deathmatch King or Deathmatch God instead of saying the god of this shit. Although although he could swear, like he could say shit. They've said shit plenty of times on Dynamite. So, but maybe maybe with the added violence. Any any swearing would have tipped over the TV fourteen, um, which apparently they warned TNT that, that about this match beforehand. They warned it was going to be um, bloody. But yeah, um, Nick Gage comes out. Well, uh, sorry, Chris Jericho came out first because he had that uh, that black face on and that turned out to be a mask. And I was like, oh, thank God. Then <laughs> and, uh, and then Nick Gage comes out. Um, yeah, like I said, I don't have a play by play. I'm not doing play-by-play this evening, but uh, MGF came out with popcorn, which was very funny. And uh, the the pizza cutter came into play right away, didn't it? He sliced open Chris Jericho's arm, and uh, they made a big deal out of that. Uh, The crowd, surprisingly, quite dead to begin with, uh, quite quiet. Um, They came alive when Nick Gage got the light tubes out. So there was a big pot for the light tubes. And... uh, Chris Jerker hit a Hurricane Rana through a pane of glass, which was insane, and um, yeah, there was there was a lot of light tubes being used. Although, if you notice, if you watch GCW, these light tubes—I don't know if these were gimmicked, if they were like um, safety or something—because they don't. If you've ever watched uh, a GCW match with light tubes, it there's a thick dust from the from the glass that kicks up for all, all the kind of chemicals inside or something i don't know i don't know what it's called inside that kind of kicks up into the arena and it's probably uh harmful stuff uh like to breathe in um you notice none of that came up when when they were hitting each other with light tubes i mean there was maybe a tiny little puff but then they just fell apart and uh yeah i'm i'm pretty sure the light tubes may have been gimmicked and they weren't using them as I mean, I've got I've got my own opinions on this match. So I'll tell you what I'll come to Jack first. Jack likes his deathmatch wrestling. Where did this Where did this match rank? And then I'll come in with what I, I thought about it in a minute. But I'll let you have a chance to talk first.
1: Yeah. Um. I mean, it was never going to be what we see on GCW um, pay per view. So with that in mind, because you know, with Homecoming just being this Sunday just gone, um, and yeah, just what you see in GCW deathmatches. matches. This was um. I think it's it was a good way to introduce the mainstream wrestling audience to death matches and Nick gauge and that sort of style for a death match it wasn't great for me um, like you said there I think a lot a lot of it was more faked than you know normally
0: um, but well, I sh- and, and, uh, as well they the the light if you've watched a GCW match that involves light juice which pretty much all of them um, <laughs> you, you 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 notice they'll you know, they'll light tube, light tube, light tube. Hit you over the head, hit you over the head with another one, hit you over the head with another one. It's rapid fire. They've got like they've got like two in each hand and then they're doing one, two, one, two, just smashing light tubes. Um, you know, and they, smashing they, them they, over each other's head. Smashing them over over their yeah, own, they're, they're own head. Over, through, yeah. 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 Um and and they just you know, they 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 did this whole time where they were teasing the light tube and they were teasing it and it's like it's like, no, this isn't this isn't how light tube matches work. Just beat the shit out of each other, you know, it, it 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 felt like it felt like kind of trying to it just it felt like trying to gel the style of a more traditional mainstream network wrestling yeah. product and deathmatch wrestling. And it just I don't know who this match right, I don't want to shit too heavily on this match because I really did enjoy the spectacle of seeing Nick Gage in AEW and Chris Jericho in a Deathmatch and bleeding and there was and like I said, the Hurricane Runner through the pane of glass, there was a lot of good things to take away from this match. But Nick looked really out of place in in this match. He looked like... He didn't look thing, comfortable, did he? It didn't. Uh, for one thing, the ring looked way too big for him um, because he wrestled in a much smaller ring in GCW and he's in this kind of big kind of... Big promotion ring and they that is much bigger and he just looked like he's pacing around and he didn't like it looked like his ring awareness was off because he was in a bigger uh ring than he's used to and and you know the the crowd he didn't see he didn't really seem to know how to jack up the crowd from a distance because what Nick Gage would do he would just get right in there because the GCW fans are in seats there's no barricades so he'll just walk right into the crowd usually and that's you know have people patting on his back and stuff and it just like it just looked like having the divide between him and the fans. And and a lot of the fans, some of the fans probably didn't know who. A lot of them probably didn't know who he was as well. Um, I mean, they've known. They might know him from Dark Side of the Ring, but we we might be being presumptuous thinking about how many people actually watched Dark Side of the Ring that also watched Dynamite. And um, you know, you've got to you, you've got to accept that quite a lot of people didn't know who he was. And I I don't know who this match was for because for Deathmatch fans, it's going to be too mild, and it's going to be too much of. Um, a watering down of what they enjoy, and it's just like I said, it's just going to be a uh, frustrating cocktease with the stuff with like the light tubes and stuff. Um, and for casual wrestling fans, I, 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 I don't know if this is. I don't know if this is for them. Like seeing, you, you saw some of the looks of horror in the crowd when Chris Jericho is getting the pizza cutter um, across the head, and it's like I, I, you know, I'm not sure who this is for mainstream wrestling fans aren't that into deathmatch wrestling and deathmatch wrestling fans want to see more than what we got. So uh, I, I don't know if you concur with that. Sorry, I've talked for quite a while. No, sorry, right. no, I agree. And I
1: think another thing that kind of annoyed me was um, there was a chant from the crowd saying, we want tables, we want tables. Yeah. And Nick Gage's look as if he was being told like,
0: no tables in this match yeah. or something. I don't. It was well, like because it, it's more choreographed than what you see. People chanting, "We want tape. For, for one thing, I don't think that's a, a chant you usually hear at Deathmatch Wrestling anyway. Because um, you know, a, a table. <laughs> in kind of wwe and uh, a table has been kind of drilled in as the worst thing you can do to a person get a table out put them for a table fucking hell you know you, you watch deathmatch wrestling you see people use chainsaws on each other's heads it's like get the chainsaw don't get the fucking table you know so um i'm not sure if it's something we'd hear at gcw but i think if you did get the crowd chanting for a certain weapon i think nick gage would oblige and go get that weapon but he's being tightly controlled and choreographed and i just think I just think there's people who don't actually watch Deathmatch Wrestling and don't know how good Nick Gage is. They're gonna, they're gonna, they they've made their preconceived notions about him. They're these Jim Cornette fans. They're like, fuck that shit. He's terrible. He's a carny. He's rubbish. Um, He's just, you know, he's not actually a good wrestler. They're gonna watch this and they're gonna think that their bias has been confirmed because they've watched him out of his comfort zone, out of his element, um, not looking particularly good so um i think it's just a shame because you're gonna get people who think that oh yeah we were right about nick gage when nick no gage is awesome nick gage can wrestle um it's just I, i i just don't think he was comfortable here patrick um do you have anything to add
2: you made some really good points there to um put nick gage like into a place like like into a mainstream place because uh, he wasn't, uh, yeah, he, he felt out of place, like in the beginning also, when he was outside of the ring and 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 looking under the ring, <laughs> maybe looking like, this thing is shitty big, like, <laughs> I have to look here and here, it's just that not, not everything is available for me when I look under it and want to grab it. Um, well, but the, then thing I, is, the thing yeah. as well he
0: is Nick Gage is, um, well, for one thing, they they don't always kind of go under the ring. A lot of the time in GCW matches, the weapons will just be outside anyway because there'll be stipulation matches. Um, but for another, uh, Nick has a guy called Dewey, um, like a, a kind of, and it's not an official sidekick, but uh, in GCW just like hands him weapons throughout the match. So it's like, I don't think he's that used to going under the ring and like you said it's a massive ring so even when he does go under the ring this is completely different than what he's used to so um it just i don't know it felt unfair to him to to for anyone to judge him based on this match just because he was so out of his element i think
2: yeah i think it was like the match was good for what it wanted to be on, yeah. a, on a national television scale uh, to introduce such a niche product such such an underground thing still it's still within resting which is <laughs> which is very very much a niche but still deathmatch resting within it is is even a bigger niche so putting that on on a big uh, a scale like this is uh quite quite a move also from AEW and also especially chris jericho like his first deathmatch ever in his career in in his 50s then that's that's just great and uh yeah, just just to have this match on this national tv just just to draw attention to there's more wrestling out there we're just showing you the tip of the iceberg maybe how it can be uh, it's just i think I, I think it was fine how nick cage was introduced to people because so they're not getting um like uh, uh, like like an uh, like an over over exposure to what deathmatch wrestling is about or he is about i think this little things was already enough putting somebody through a glass table using these uh, uh using the glass tubes like or the light tubes like always in deathmatch wrestling but yeah just just showing this like okay this is what a de- death deathmatch wrestling uh, match is about if you say oh, i like that then people will look into that if people said oh that's nothing for me then they won't go further i think that was a good good uh, example to show the people what they can expect from it
0: jack has quite a funny story about deathmatch wrestling not being for somebody but we will talk about that in less important shows um yeah no uh yeah totally agree um yeah i think i said everything i had to say about the match itself uh, obviously after the match mjf oh, sorry i didn't even uh, mention the finish of the match um nick gage gets out Uh, a light tube bundle, which is nowhere near the size of the light tube bundles we've seen in GCW. Again, again, it was a watering down. There's four, instead of like a massive, like a literal bundle, like, you know, a couple of dozen light tubes taped together, it was four light tubes taped together. Um, he goes to use it, but, uh, Jericho, did did Jericho headbutt through it or something? Or like, I don't know. He, um, he, he threw himself through it anyway and smashed, you know, it kind of backfired on it gauge, holding the, uh, holding the bundle light tubes. And then Jericho hits the Judas effect, for the win. Um some people kind of uh yeah, I I've seen some people online saying, again, I think it's people who haven't seen Nick Gage a lot, saying this match made Nick Gage look too strong kicking Jericho's ass. It's like, well no, because, you know, the, I think this is uh, he, he I think he the has, idea of this was he wasn't gonna be the favourite, you know what I mean? He, and it he, he was to survive was gonna, it. He was, it was, he he was to never survive. gonna win he was never gonna win this. So you don't he you don't have to you you don't want to bury Nick Gage because he's he's scheduled to lose this match either way. So you don't want to bury him because he has another promotion where he's the top guy of. I mean, he's he's not the, he's not. Well, we'll talk about that in a sec. But he, his status may have changed, but he's still the ace. Do you know what I mean? He's still he's still GCW's ace. So you don't want to shit on him too much. You don't want to have any kind of bad blood there with another promotion. So um, yeah, I I think they did. I think they did exactly the right thing. It's his. They they've got to book. it as his type of match, so of course he's going to kick Jericho's ass because Jericho's not a, a a death match guy, um, but but Gage is. Do you know what I mean? So it makes sense that he'd kick Jericho's ass, and Jericho, you know, went to his his Judas effect, which is his kind of un-kick-outable move for the win. So and you know, there's no shame in being put down to the Judas effect or the one wing danger for that matter. You know, if you're anyone. So I think they did a good job of make, keeping Nick Gage looking um looking like a badass um no no john moxley interference like we were
2: um thinking patrick yeah that, that was yeah was interesting really yeah that also yeah okay but it yeah, makes also no sense in that context that he lost uh the title uh on, on on last week's uh pay-per-view show if he would have been the champion still then it would be better to have someone interfere with a, instead of just like now we can take a clean loss without, without losing credi- credibility within like a 12-minute match and just just a death match for, for TV.
0: It just feels like we're forgetting about that storyline because um, John Moxley, you know, for, for multiple shows, played Nick Gage at GCW. He came out at Spring Break, our Spring Break, should I say, because it was Ricky Shane Page Spring Break. And then um, he came out in Vegas, Draft Day, to attack Nick Gage, and it's like, they haven't had the match yet, unless I've missed something massive, so, um, like, but they just haven't been mentioning it, uh, on GCW or AEW, and it just seems to be like, they're not referencing it anymore, uh, it's really odd, and I hope it doesn't peter out, and I hope they do come back to it, but it's, um, yeah, after the match, uh, MJF came out to address, Chris Jericho and the crowd, and cut back to a promo, that uh, they cut together, or, or Jericho caught him, should I say? Where uh, he he talked about um, MJF's parents getting horny during uh, H- H- juventud Guerrero matches, and the crowd chant "Huve, Huve," and then uh, MJF saying "Who the fuck is Huve?" <laughs> um, and uh, that is that is Jericho's next opponent, juventud Guerrero, um, one of his big rivals from WCW. I'm gonna just assume Jack isn't that familiar with Juventud Guerrera. Um Patrick. What can I come to you on this?
2: Yeah, sure, sure. I know him. I know him from from WCW and him uh, as part of the Mexicools back then in in SmackDown. The so, Oh my! The Mexicans. Yeah, Mexicans. It was a actually it was a great or were great wrestlers in the stable. The stable itself wasn't the best because they're coming out on on. uh uh, 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 like mowing machines so oh god
0: i forgot about that yeah
2: that's so racist yeah that's so racist like yeah now like when you're thinking about it just uh jesus christ but they were all good wrestlers in there um and i remember these uh, juventud matches also not only on these on on wcw but also they were on ecw as well um but of course the reference here is given because of uh, tnt um yeah I'm looking forward to it. I was also quite surprised that some part of the crowd also knew who he was and they yeah, they didn't fun. pop there, but they che- cheered for it quite loud. So this will be an interesting match next week and uh, also an interesting stipulation a move from the top rope, which yes, we saw this week out. and and last week that Jericho can do this move from the top rope. He just needs to execute it against him, which will be maybe the challenge.
0: Well, I'm, I'm not sure if he meant I thought he meant like an aerial move I thought he meant like a dive off the top rope not like um a hurricane runner off the top rope and I was thinking about a dive off the top rope and I was thinking can you just do a double axe handle because he does those all the time
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah probably probably they will or not probably let's rather say hopefully AEW will explain the rules precisely <laughs> before think- the match starts
0: I think if it is diving off the top rope, I think he's going to hit something like a moonsault or something like that. I don't think he's, but I I do think it's a bit of a weird stipulation given the fact that, like you said, he does do the the um I I personally think it he meant a diving move, even though he has been doing the the top rope harakiriana. But either way, he's proved he can do the top rope harakiriana multiple times. So even if you're correct, he's you know he's been doing that a few times. And like I said, he does double axe handles off the top quite frequently. So like. Where's the challenge here, really? Like he does, he does one of these things in most of his matches, anyway. So it doesn't, it doesn't really feel like a high-stake stipulation. But you know, nonetheless, there's, there's um, how many levels? Five labors, five, labours. five, yeah, five, five labors to get through. There's number three, so we got two more after this. So even if it's a bit of a dud stipulation, um, it's it's and it's like I said, it's it's a big deal saying Hoovy back on TNT. Right, that's the uh, that's the end of our show, lads um we have some awards to give out first starting off with match of the night i've already i never get to go first so i'll go first and i've already mentioned what my match of the night was and that was the opener the 10-man tag which was the dark order versus the elite jack what was your match of the night same as you mate god be that Hello. opening contest it was
1: insanely good from the match you know the from the match view and storyline wise i thought it was perfect patrick is it a clean sweep
2: as always when I'm together with you guys I say let's make it a threesome and it, let's is. Make it a threesome. is. <laughs>
0: usually, I'm usually the one that disagrees when there's a but no I'm, I'm 100% on board that first match was fantastic and that, uh, that entrance from the Dark Order is one of my one of my favourite favorite entrances ever and uh, will stick with me for a long time uh, that leaves us to give out some of the more well not negative awards one of them's good but uh, I will give my Shocker of the Week Has to be that women's title, not women's title match, sorry, just the women's match. Um, You already kind of gauged that I wasn't a fan of it. Um, Just, they can do so much better. They can do so much better than that. Um, Which we saw. We saw the women's division started getting really strong at the beginning of the year at Daly's place. Um, Granted, Serena Deeb was around a lot, but even in matches she wasn't in, it seemed like, it just seemed like it was getting better. and, And now it just seems to have now they're back on the road and they've you know focusing on other stuff it just seems to have fallen by the wayside but um <clears throat> aside from brit becoming champion but what where do you think what do you think they need to do with the women's division patrick
2: just give it more screen time with uh, matches which are relevant for the ranking system as long as they have it and for the title title picture a little more not these random matches because if they don't get the the screen time they have like it's it will be very hard to build up a character within ring of course like every they the crowd pop really hard for Thunder Rosa completely yeah. uh, understandable but uh, it's just not enough to show her like every week like uh, you know j- just particularly her like show her every week with another opponent uh, just randomly you know then <sighs> there's nothing going on in, in there you know then it, there's always the backstage promo from from Britt Baker but she's not in place there with her together yeah although she's the champ she doesn't need to wrestle every week but they need to have relevant matches every week on on dark uh, on on, sorry on dynamite if i want to see build up matches and so they should put it on on dark because the, uh, the 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 show time is just so limited on tv that they should focus on important things um yeah, and where, also that where, they're not where, showing Jade Cargill also in the ring. They should show more of Jade Cargill yeah. in ring. That's so important. Also, it's important for, for her, I would say, to be to have more more uh, TV time because when it comes to the pay-per-view match once, then she has the experience on being like on a bigger stage. Where in the fuck is Karashida? Is she back in Japan yeah. now or Yeah. No no, she's still there. She's mostly wrestling what? on dark now that's
0: so weird just to go yeah. from the champion to nothing to dark. i mean uh from what i understand there will be more women's matches on rampage um and rampage is going to be one of their flagship shows it's going to be their smackdown do you know what i mean it's not going to it's not going to be their uh, main event or their superstars or whatever it is going to be uh, a major show alongside dynamite rather than dark or dark elevation so um you know hopefully they'll get showcased more on there while i've got you patrick can you give me your heel moment of the of the week
2: Ooh, this week it's it's hard again i have to say i was just thinking about it again and also when i was watching it i was like oh it's there's no particular real heel moment which stands out for me like <laughs> I, I would maybe go back to the elite again like maybe yeah i would say maybe the the uh the Meltzer driver best Meltzer driver ever uh or the indie taker um outside of the ring with like uh Half made like like dunk or throwing off of the ball or trying to, to yeah. throw it. In, I mean, in even the even even though he failed it, mocking, it was yeah,
0: it was he. It was very he. It was to, very
2: kind of... m- mockery also from like yeah, the opponents. So, oh yeah, I'd say that. God damn it!
0: Okay, well, as as any uh, well, actually no. Before I always forget. Always forget before we get to that, we have to um, we have to talk about next week's card. Which one of you this week has next week's card? Who, who earns the brownie points? Who gets the golden sticker? Patrick, probably.
2: Aha. Uh-huh. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, I got it. It it will be, of course, it will be Cody Rhodes against Malakai Black. First match for Tommy End in AW. And then we have uh, Miro will be challenged by Lee Johnson for the TNT title. Uh, then we have a match between Christian Cage and The Blade. Yawn and uh an nwa women's championship title eliminator uh between Layla hirsch and the bunny another yawn <laughs> no i'm excited for Layla hirsch but yeah that's what they announced so far and let's see what else will be added during the week again i would say
0: exciting well speaking of exciting which match jack We haven't heard from you in a little while but uh, what ma- which match from next week are you excited about the most for me
1: malachi black cody um just to See Malachi Black make his in ring debut on AEW. Yeah.
0: Uh what about you, Patrick?
2: Yeah, Malachi Black's debut. Definitely definitely.
0: Oh, I mean I'm re- <laughs> yeah, it's gotta be Malachi Black versus Cody. Although here's the thing, I Oh sorry, sorry,
2: I forgot, I forgot, sorry, I forgot. Third label of Jericho Chris Jericho versus Toot uh, Guerrero.
0: There you go. So it, does that
2: change your one you're most excited about? No, still. <laughs> and now here, I, 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 I see Jericho has to do a top rope move yeah. to win. So, so that's the definition. Like his Hurricane Runner from the top rope is a top rope move somehow. But you could also say the double X handle from the top rope would also be a top rope but move. Does so. he
0: do that from the top rope or he might do it from the second rope? So I'm not sure. Um, I, think, I think he's going to do it. I think he's going to do a uh, moonsault, to be honest. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, probably something like this or a lion salt from the top rope or anything. I don't know which is a hold.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, got to be Malachi Black for me as well, but um it's very close between that and uh, Juve, uh Guerrera versus Jericho and um and I am excited to see Leila Hirsch. I mean, I mean I I you know, that match is is not as um not as much of a bore for me as 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 it might be for others. I mean, I'm about as excited to see the bunny as I am to see Cody, and I'm still excited to see Malachi Black, do you know what I mean? So um, Cody's not doing it for me this year, to be honest, I think. Try again next year, Cody. But uh, yeah, very excited to see Layla Hirsch again. Um, so excited to see if our team task theories finally pan out that we've been talking about for about uh, a year now. But um, yeah, no, uh, lots lots of good stuff next week seems to be continuing a good run of dynamites.
1: PS on Cody's been shit ever since he left
0: the elite. Should True never da. have left. True that. True. Although his uh, his T- his the establishing the TNT title was quite a good run of matches, so I remember having quite a good match against Scorpio Sky. Um that stood out for me. But yeah, more or less um not not been that much of a fan. So, last order of business is less important shows here we go
2: less important shows. we can kick in already with something new coming in uh not not really new 19 hours ago but <laughs> so uh tanashi yeah, yeah, first folks <laughs> tanashi will face uh, lance uh, lance archer for the uh iwgp heavyweight u.s heavyweight title uh, uh on august 14th in los angeles Oh, at right. resurgence the torch at the LA coliseum
0: that's going to be a new japan event
2: yep that will be a new japan event completely cool um i was, I was and, th- oh sorry that was really just nail, breaking news shit <laughs> 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 hope everyone's still there not deaf otherwise uh, i don't care um just came in the numbers from yesterday's show. It was 1.109 million viewers. And nice. uh, in the uh, in the so important um, uh, group, how's that called again? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm out of words today, so I'm sorry for that. In the main group, demo, how do you the say demo, that? Demo. demo, thank you. In the main demo, uh, they are like above, like almost at 600,000, which is very close to the numbers raw and smackdown drew in the last shows as well so they're getting close in the demo and the total viewership of course they're still like a few hundred thousands away from uh, from raw
0: but i think i think it's about third
2: consecutive week that they that they made it above one million so
0: i think there's two signings that are going to make that they're going to change that
2: yeah like, definitely yeah
0: uh, but yeah, we're talking about less important shows, and uh, the big one to talk about is GCW Homecoming. Do you guys watch GCW Homecoming? I watched
1: I, I think I watched two matches. Yeah, two matches um, from night one, and I think just one match from night two. Uh,
0: Patrick, do you see any of
2: GCW Homecoming? Yeah, I watched the the main event from from night one. Yeah,
0: I haven't seen any of GCW Homecoming, but I know the main event because some will ruined it for me who that was <laughs> jack <laughs> yeah, well, yeah it was jack oh <laughs> poor, poor jack i'm just i'm just messing i i I don't want to make you feel bad about it i'm gonna make you feel a little bad about it still but um no uh yeah i mean so look, we got to talk about the elephant in the room which is matt cardona becoming gcw champion and getting absolutely pelted with garbage um here's, here's the thing people are gonna be like oh, these these disrespectful GCW fans, these, these, um, you know, it's so dangerous. And, and, and just recently you saw AEW have um, implemented uh, a new set of code of conduct, which they actually did before the pandemic for fans, but announcing code of conduct for fans before. And the speculation is partially due to um, the reaction to Matt Cardona uh, winning the GCW title. And you get all these people condemning it, and it's like, hang about, don't we... You know, I know it's, I know it's not safe, and I know it's dangerous. But don't we look back at these moments where heels get this kind of heat in history? Shawn Michaels getting garbage pelted at him, Hulk Hogan when he heel turned. You know, turn heel. What do we not look at these and think, oh man, that's the heat, that's nuclear heat, that's what you want to get. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a, a the ECW fans throwing um, throwing chairs in the ring, and it's. I'm, I'm just, I'm gonna. I know someone could get hurt, someone could get concussed. I'm, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I, this is it, it, this made for a, amazing tv this was a this was i'm, I'm sure cardona is just fucking so never take up himself. a role in health and
1: safety tom yeah <laughs> someone comes to you and like with He's... a problem you're just like i'm gonna be honest i don't give a shit <laughs>
0: <laughs> actually i didn't give a fuck maybe i gave some shits we well, don't know no, that's my but, apologies uh, but uh yeah um yeah i mean you guys watch the match uh what what uh yeah, what were your thoughts? Uh, whoever whoever's first first come first serve on this one, because you both watched it. Patrick, do you want it or do you want me to have it or you haven't
2: taught much Jack, why don't we? we yeah, you can you. go like first come, first serve like in the uh, like in the gangbang, you're first. <laughs> <laughs>
1: why does he always have to make do- it so like
0: also, why do you want to be last? Last <laughs> <laughs> like, one was, doesn't get
2: it in the face, but that's another story.
0: Uh, is that a proverb in German? Ju- no, never mind. Jack, <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: the match, I, I loved it. Um, yeah, and I agree with the heat with Matt Cardona. It was, it was almost riot-like. But like, I mean, I'm not going to go and say I don't give a fuck like you because you know it, was, oh, it don't. was they should
0: have been throwing <laughs> knives
1: Molotov cocktails <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but no I think it was you know it, as long as Matt Cardona was alright with it like you know what I mean um, that's that's good heat to get like you said but the match itself storyline wise was awesome I thought um, you know and it set up some good shit for the future um, new new I feel sorry for Nick Gage. Had a rough week losing a Jericho at his own, you know, game, and then losing his title. But yeah, I don't, I don't want to say too much about the match because I don't want to spoil it for you. But um, no, really, really good. Um, so <laughs> someone who shall remain nameless for the podcast um, didn't didn't like me watching it um,
0: in front of them. So oh yes, tell us, tell us your story. So uh, we <laughs> won't name names, but Jack. Uh, made somebody watch it. Um, I let's made... call him. Let's call him. Let's call him Jeff. Oh, Jeff. Def. Jeff.
1: Dave, Dave, Davey Jeff. Davy Jeff. Davy Jeff. Um, yes yeah, so I, I encouraged davy jeff to um to watch this match i said oh this is you know it's it's death match wrestling um, cuz he always moans about how wrestling looks fake i said watch this 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 will make you change oh, your mind oh he deserved everything <laughs> he got yeah um, i was like and i was i, I warned him i said to be fa- to be fair though davy jeff i said um there are children in this crowd so you know if it's good enough for children like you know it's not that bad and um, it was the and i he David Jeff was not enjoying the match, but it was at the point where um, Nick Gage was moving Matt Cardona to each side of the ring um, in front of the fans and doing the pizza cutter that David Jeff um, said, I basically didn't want to watch it and to for me to watch it on my own. And I was like, my apologies, David Jeff. I didn't want to make you uncomfortable. Um, and then Tom's response was, because <laughs> um, David Jeff is bisexual and is interested in males um, as well as females um tom then su- suggested showing davy jeff um effie <laughs> yeah,
0: he, he is uh he is an, a leader of the lgbt community <laughs> and, uh, in um in wrestling and maybe maybe uh i don't know maybe maybe he'd maybe he'd get more of a kick out of daddy uh as, as they call him doing some deathmatch wrestling maybe his match with nick gage from two cup stuff which i mentioned earlier but um yeah no didn't he tell you you were never to watch it on the t- on the tv again <laughs> Yeah, Davey Jeff um, would
1: not I'm like not... to watch GCW um, Deathmatch Wrestling on the big screen ever again. He's fine with me watching it on my laptop, you know, <laughs> in his presence. But he just doesn't want to be any part of it. And I was like, you know what, Davey Jeff, that is, that is fine. Almost threw up, didn't he? Yes, yeah, um, he, he, was, he was uncomfortable, which is, you know, a shame. Because I thought it could be a very good bonding moment. But apparently it's not yeah. to be i think i think you have to ease people into stuff like that
0: but then <laughs> if, if, if he's going to go on about the fakeness of wrestling he really brought that on himself didn't he
1: well yeah no i i, I generally that's the, to be fair that's my answer whenever anyone says wrestling's so fake i really just want to show him a nick gage match Sit and down, watch like- his shit. <laughs> exactly
0: and um yeah and watch him squirm hmm. So the next match followed up, uh, not sorry, next match, the next night, we followed up with, uh, because it was 4-4-0, the uh, ma- major heel faction in GCW, led by Ricky Shane Page, who we thought had left for Jersey City Wrestling, which is, um, I don't want to say GCW's partner promotion, it's more like uh, a show under their umbrella, but he said he was going to be exclusively appearing for JCW and not GCW anymore. Obviously, not true. And obviously in the match, what I did see in the match towards the finish with the Nick Gage-Matt Cardona match, uh we thought we had face ricky shane page back um and he was teaming up with nick gage but it wasn't to be he gave him the low blow which obviously led to the rough rider that left to the the finish um and so in response uh nick gage has assembled uh pretty much a gcw all-stars and mdk gang murder death kill gang um which features aj gray effie matthew justice um alex cologne i believe and i think one other person i think it's going to be six aside um against 440 um i'm a little unclear again because i haven't watched it i i was under the impression that atticus koga turned on ricky shane page um in that nick gage match um and i thought he was out of 440 but um regardless he he, uh, he seems to be in it if they're gonna get six men together so um but the big news is Nick Gage announces that it is a war games match. To to quote William Regal, um, Patrick, did you not know about that? How you turned up your uh, head? There's going to be a there's going to be a GC- uh, war games match in GCW.
2: No, oh, no, I didn't hear about that. No, like I said, I only I only watched the one main event um, from from that one, the controversial one, and uh yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah I mean, I, I think a lot. Well. Um, Liam, our friend Liam, friend of the show Liam, said he's going to watch it. I think he's going to draw a lot of eyes on it because I can't remember what the, I don't know if you know what the pay-per-view is called, Jack, but they work war games into it. Um, But essentially, yeah, they're having a, GCW is having, I think, its first war games match ever. Um, And they're they're just using the term war games and not giving a fuck. Like they didn't change it to blood and guts like AEW did. Yeah. uh, Jack, I mean, you said this to me in private, but uh, someone's going to die, I think your words were about GCW having a War Games match.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've. Obviously, our most recent one was AEW1, and that was brutal enough. And now this is on um, GCW, where it's probably the most violent shit I've ever seen. So, um, And this is War Games, where it's notorious for this kind of um, violence. So, yeah, I, w- I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if. Someone dies, someone gets rushed to hospital, someone gets seriously, seriously injured. Um, yeah, this is this is gonna it's gonna
0: hurt. <laughs> this is gonna hurt. Yeah. Um Matthew Justice I think is gonna do something mental because I I always talk about two cup stuff. It's one of my favourite pay per views ever, uh, from Chicago like that Chicago weekend that I was talking about. But he actually um, did I show you that match, Jack? He It was the one with Logan Stunt in. Uh, Marcus Stunt's brother. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, Matthew Justice, who's in this War Games match, was in that. Do you remember the kind of Jesus-looking dude? Yeah, yeah, as, yeah. Uh, James put it, who uh, climbed up and he he shimmied along the rafters of the fucking ceiling and then dropped himself off to, on, onto people below. So, um, it, you know, he's, he's not above going up and doing some ridiculous shit. So, uh, yeah, we're going to... We're going to see some shit go down, man. It's going to be so exciting. So, thank you for joining us for another... Oh, <laughs> why am I choking on spit? Sorry, keep, keep that cut. Sorry, stop laughing. So, thank you for joining us for another episode of WeNK, the weekly AW News Kick. I have had fun. It's always nice when the three of us together. I hope we can keep it consistent. I don't know about you boys. I love a good freedom. Me too. Patrick I'm shocked. looks like he's about to say something. You're shocked. I'm shocked, <laughs> yes. Shooketh. Just doing? Your AS, en- ASMR Patrick's back, guys.
2: Yeah, I'm just going to enjoy more of my Belgium, Belgian waffles. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I I don't have anything to say for that. Um, Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I do have something to say before I go, actually. Before I was doing this podcast, I meant to say at the beginning when we were doing our kind of intros... Um. I was talking to a friend and I was saying oh, I've got to go do my wrestling podcast. And he was like wrestling, and he was trying to, you know, when you know when you talk to someone about wrestling who hasn't watched wrestling in a while, they try and kind of show you how much they know about, you know, remember about wrestling. And um, it's like when I
1: talked to Georgina's dad about wrestling, he just throws out the old names from like nineties. He knows.
0: <laughs> what about Stan
1: Hansen? No. Um, <laughs> how old I do remember, you think
0: her dad is? <laughs> Stan Hansen's not that. You know, oh, oh the, the voice, voice. I was doing. <laughs> I remember when Nick Bockwinkel was going against Long John Shortpants at the county fair in Macon, Georgia. Um no. uh, I don't know what the fuck that was. That's my impression of a, of uh, of retro wrestling fans uh, who we have just lost with all the uh, all the belgians. Um no, sorry, get back on track. I was talking to my friend and uh he, you know what he remembered about wrestling and he pointed out that Paul Heyman looks like an elderly version of RVD, and I can't stop seeing it now. It's ruined both of them for me. <laughs> he looks if, like if RVD had let himself go. He's got the ponytail, and like the face. Do you not see it, Patrick? Like you're you're an RVD fan.
2: That's a very disturbing, but disturbing good point.
0: point. Disturbing, but yeah, <laughs> if,
2: yeah It Would have been like this. It might might have wor. Yeah, might have ended up there if he yeah
0: and kept himself in shape
2: yeah, yeah right I kept himself in see. shape and getting a super plastic new girlfriend so yeah yeah
0: girlfriends plural unless he split up with one
2: of them yeah that was just storyline i guess i don't know I i'm don't not think, really buying that
0: i, I don't know i think it was it was for like years and they post like valentine's pictures of them like making
2: out and stuff and he had like he was I in a throuple for what you don't believe he was in a I for i don't believe no no i don't believe i, I think that was just storyline or maybe just some having fun storyline for who <laughs> he, he, he was an he impact saw... with that shit there was a huge impact storyline with with the first yeah first with with his one girlfriend or wife i don't know if his wife and then like with two of them and everything and then came out all the stories and shit yeah
0: just i i feel like i remember seeing stuff about that being real but anyway this is another conversation for another time Might be. uh, it's been it's been nice it's been nice having you with us for the last two hours goodbye and good night take care of yourselves